What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 60 of the No Mercy podcast. I am working overtime today. This was an exhausting day uh, from promotion in the morning, new hire at 4deepbets.com. Did the Stay Cashing show on YouTube. Make sure you guys go subscribe to that. Stay Cashing with Tommy G, our new YouTube show at Stay Cashing Show is the handle. We're going to be doing giveaways and prizes and all that. Gave out four bets for the Thursday night football game. My phone's ringing. That's Bob's lessons. I don't know if you just heard that. I told him I was recording the intro and he ignored me. Uh, and then me and Bobby just fucking tore up the No Mercy podcast. So there, here you are. I am literally shot. This will be the shortest intro we've ever done because I'm out of gas. I left it all in the field, guys. So it's all here. We had Uncle Danny come in. We had at Bob's lessons co-hosting. We had Bill Rupp come in. We did about two hours. We talked about AOC and her stupid fucking rich people dress that she wrote that fucking retard. We talked about the New Orleans Saints all getting vaccinated. All the vaccinated players and coaches are coming down with COVID. We talked about Gavin Newsom and the recall. Talked about the VMAs. We talked about fucking the Emmys coming up. Uh, Westbrook in a dress. We played some Dave Chappelle clips about Satanism and fucking dressing men as women. Uh, so it was a lot of symbolic satanic stuff. Uh, that we hit on along with the Gavin Newsom stuff, along with talking about the uh, movement itself and how a lot of people from our own movement are really just fucking lost. And I just realized I'm staring down at the thing when I should be staring up at you this whole time. But uh, you can watch this on YouTube. So if you want to see Uncle Danny in the flesh, uh, head over to the YouTube channel, No Mercy Podcast, and uh, go subscribe, like, leave us a review. Uh, just, just give us some shout outs. Give us some love. We got deleted from Instagram again, as I told you last show. So uh, we're losing our social media handles by the minute. So any subscription, retweet, review, anything you could do really helps at this point as they try to whitewash us from the internet, but we will be battling it. And at the beginning of the show, me and Bobby talk about nomercypodcast.com and how we're going to fucking murder that. And I'm really excited about it. I haven't been excited about something like this since March, 2020. And I'm really excited about the tight knit aspect of it, the small community aspect of it that we're going to be doing. And I think you guys are going to be too um killing football absolutely murdering it it's just fucking insane we're just fucking slaughtering everything so if you guys want to get into gambling get over to fourdeepbets.com the number four deepbets.com destroyed the monday night game destroyed the sunday night game destroyed the thursday night game and i have four max bets and a double max bet for tomorrow that i gave out on stay cashing so if you don't want to sign up for the site but you want to go get the free bets Go to staycashing.com, uh, not staycashing.com, staycashing on youtube.com and uh, stay cashing with Tommy G. And it's about halfway through the show. I go break down the whole entire Washington game. We all give our bets. We went 4 and 0 on free bets on the show last week. We're going to do it again tonight. So uh, that's it, guys. I'm going to let you listen to the show and I'm going to get the fuck out of here because I am zonked. I usually like to come out with some energy in these intros. I got nothing left. I'm done. So without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here. Live in the French with his flesh and fresh and fresh flesh. Bob's lessons. 
It's just so pretty. You're distracting me, Bobby. Hey, it's so just, I don't know how we're going to get to topics. We're so good looking. I just, I, it's really, at you. Dude, do you know how much sex we're going to get? Do you know, do you know our ratings are going to go, or they're going to go straight up in the air? I don't understand, Bob. We got, so on the Tripoli <laughs> podcast, we just did with Romanelli, which you guys should yeah. check out. It's phenomenal. Um, we got like 80,000 downloads on iTunes and we get like 4,000 on YouTube. And it's just, oh. we're, we're such good looking people. This has to shatter a record. Romanelli's a good looking man. I think Sam Tripoli is an underrated, good looking dude in comedy. Yeah. Yeah. He's very uh, underrated. Yes. He's, he, I mean, I listen, we surround ourselves a good Larry Johnson's a good looking dude. Crystal Teeny's a smoke show. Aubrey yeah. Huff's a good looking dude. We're nothing but good looking people around here. Bob. Well, we've always said that we didn't invent the conspiracy or truth or community. We we're trying to make it sexy and it right. starts with us. Right. And then it works, it works way out to everybody else, but first <laughs> and then, and then surround ourselves with sexiness because that's really how you make it popular and we have the hottest chicks yes i mean that's that's for damn sure i mean our it, the chicks were so hot and the guys are so good looking in our discord that we had back in the day before it got cannibalized by a bunch of fucking lunatics yeah it literally became a porn site yeah yes it did <laughs> you know, it's funny you said it because all right with, with my band when when i started my band the philosophy was this get the women to the show right because when the women get there the men follow because when i first started all my shows were a sausage fest and i was like how do we change that because if i change that philosophy get the women there first the men follow make the show sexy that's how you build a fan base dude you want to talk about the biggest sausage fest the conspiracy community was the biggest sausage fest for about 25 years and now you know when i'm signing on instagram like 75 percent of the comments are women which is what we want what we need and what's awesome about it so uh -huh. I mean, we've been saying from the beginning that the women are going to save the world, right? Yes. Like, we just need to prevent these fucking uh, cabal women fucking making their men dress in dresses. We like the women who appreciate alpha males and appreciate men taking care of taking care of them, pulling chairs out for them. It's not disrespectful if you're respectful to a woman. It's respectful. And, and it's amazing, like how they're being taught now that, you know, when men open the doors for you, that it's almost yeah. like a sign of disrespect, which is completely inverted. But that's like the battle that we always talked about, because, you know, when we're living in this like clown inverted world, um, the way that they're doing it is they're trying to feminize everything. And, mm -hmm. and what we're trying to do is, you know, teach the, the values that have been brought forward and that it's say it's OK to have these types of values. Like, you don't we don't have to flip everything on its on its fucking head. You yeah. know, so uh, it, realistically, the women are the fight. You know, that is the fight yeah. to, to, you know, not, I shouldn't say control. They're trying to control the, the, the mentality of the women, but we're trying to liberate them, you know, which, which is ironic because the women's liberation movement has become so ass backwards now. And they consider us chauvinist, which is the funniest thing. I mean, I, I made a comment uh, on Twitter that said, uh, I don't want my wife to work. Right. You know, when I get married, I don't want her to wear. I mean, I was married already. I was engaged. I was married for like 14 minutes. It was a Kardashian wedding. You were there, Bob. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I said, I tell, and, and this is one of the things I told my fiance at the time. I said, listen, if you have a career already established, great. If I'm marrying a dentist, a doctor, a sportscaster, bet we're going to make that work. You're going to do your job. I'm going to do my job. Probably hold off on kids for a minute if we're both going to be working those kind of crazy hours. But, you know, my ex-fiance didn't really work. I mean, she was an administrative assistant. She worked for me and stuff. So I said, once we get married, you're not doing this office job thing. I've been lucky enough to be successful and I'm going to fund a company for you and you're going to do what you love from home. And right. that's what we're going to do because I don't want my kid being raised by fucking nannies and fucking strangers and going to fucking schools being taught. I want my wife there and me there with the child. 
the whole. And then I'm a chauvinist because I don't want my wife to work. It's like, no, I want her to contribute. I just care about my fucking kids if I have them. Right. And that's the battle right now, even with all this COVID mass shit, is that the parents are losing control over what they're over dictating what their kids can do. And, and there's a whole push to to get the control of our youth away from our parents. You know, mm-hmm. and one of the pushes is in, is, you know, that is included is demonizing women that decide, hey, I would I would like to stay home. They, they consider it almost like, you know, uh, a bad move for women and mm-hmm. faux pas and taboo for a woman to decide I want to stay home and I want to be the one there every single day teaching my children what is right and what is wrong. And I and don't in, see anything wrong with that. And in 2021, bro, if you can't make a living from home, you're just pathetic. Like, honestly, <laughs> right. like I get it. If you got a career yeah. and you're 20 years deep in it and you've been working for a company or if you're like Danny and Kurt who have pensions coming and stuff that I totally understand. But if you're someone who's not making that much money and you and your husband decide to put your minds to a business, you can make any business successful. I mean, me and you fucking work from home now and we were right. in offices five years ago. Anyone can do it. If you got any talent, you could work from home and which you should be doing. I don't care what anyone fucking says. Your Mm -hmm. kids should not be raised by a nanny and should not be manipulated by liberal fucking teachers in liberal fucking schools. And if I have kids, which I hope one day I do, my unvaccinated sperm should be extremely valuable, Bob. I mean, I mean, I I literally I think our sperm is like silver right now. If you think about it, like the price of silver, it's gold, silver, gold, whatever, you know, whatever has the most sustaining value. We can call it Bob and Tom coin or come. Do you know how much come coin? Come coin. Invest <laughs> in come coin. Do you understand, you know? Bob, when by the time like 80% of people are vaccinated, as me and you obviously won't be, we'll talk in a couple of shows about, you know, some of the things mm-hmm. personally, which we're both dealing with on the side, which we'll be able to talk about in October more. But yep. do you understand the value of our sperm? Because we have a few, a small percentage, not a lot of yeah. people, but a small percentage of very attractive female fans who would probably pay some good money for some Tommy Bobby sperm. I'm thinking I that so. I, may, I may not jerk off for a while because mm-hmm. I feel like every time I'm jerking off, I'm shooting like 10 grand down the drain. Why don't need, you just put it in a mason jar and throw it in a freezer? I mean, I could do that, too. I got my I got my <laughs> liberal tears, my liberal tears. Mic. There you go. Throw it. Maybe I'll just talk about liberal it. tears. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, That's dude, that, like I feel like every time I uh, we're just like coming NFTs. Right. Like just every time we jerk off, it's like a board ape pop. You're like, oh, Ethereum. <laughs> punk. <laughs> so uh, so we're excited about that. But yeah, so Bob, we do have a couple big things. The show today, what we're gonna do, I got a list of some things here. Uh, we did find out that you're the reason why the shows start late. Just had yes. the beta test, just found that out, right? Yes, yes. So well, when you when you asked me to do last minute research, you know, I you know how I go on rabbit holes and then I forget where I am. Because you're stuck. I was in the midst of uh, this Olivia Rodrigo rabbit hole because you told me to watch the VMAs uh-huh. and I completely forgot what time it was. And <laughs> I have now I have 12 tabs open. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been a big controversy from Kurt because he said it's always me and Bobby. And now that we have yeah. Stay Cashin, which you guys should check out uh, on YouTube, Stay Cashin show. It's a gambling show. We give out picks and bets. It's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Stay Cashin with Tommy G on YouTube, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's great. If you guys like to bet and like some entertainment, uh, we have that there. And I got a little bit of a rhythm now, Bob. I'm kind of mm-hmm. in like, a, you know, all right, let's go. Start on time, end on time. Let's go. And this is your first episode on No Mercy here. And this is the first one we've started late. So started late. Well, listen, I have to you know, bring you back to your origins to, yes. so that you don't forget who you are. 
that, that's the main thing about it. I do not ever want you to forget who the real Tommy is. When did Don't you get ever... lost in all this accountability and <laughs> stability bullcrap? You no. know, like we're well, I'm gonna you're kind of gonna be my boss soon. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, on some level, yeah. Okay. I mean, we're 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 going in as partners, um, which yep. which hasn't happened yet. We've been partners at hosting on the show together and everything. But mm -hmm. I mean, listen, it was no mercy with Tommy G, right? So Bobby came on initially as a guest and then moved into a co-host role. But mm -hmm. this one is actually starting nomercypodcast.com. We are actually going to be equal partners on this venture. Uh, we're very excited about it. Uh, we'll be announcing more on the weeks to come. Uh, you guys should go over to nomercypodcast.com and drop your email in. Uh, what me and Bobby and Bob, I'm going to let you talk about it because I spoke about it and then we'll get to the show. We have Uncle Danny coming on. We have Bill Rupp coming on. We're going to talk Gavin Newsom, Norm McDonald, AOC, the Saints yep. vaccinated players, the right becoming the left, the VNAs. we got a lot of stuff for you guys coming up in the next and hour. And we'll cover none of it. We'll cover none of it. Or, <laughs> or we'll go seven hours and cover all of it. Right. Some. So who knows? Oh, we need one. Oh, man. We need Bye. another Tom and Bob seven hour conversation. Yeah, box it. Show. But well, this ties into it. Blow our wad. You're going to be getting more of these two here um, yeah. in smaller increments, smaller doses, um, maybe in a VIP service or whatever we're doing, but tell them about No Mercy Podcast, Bob, and what we're what we're planning on doing over there, where well, you're going to be the lead of content. Well, you know, the thing that we've always envisioned with the No Mercy Podcast is to have a place for all the crazies like me and Tommy and everybody else. Listen, there's a lot of people out there that are giving good content. Obviously, we've been getting kicked off of all the servers, Twitters, Instagrams, all your honeypots like Parler, et cetera. And then, you know, what we've always needed was a foundation for us to do what we do. Um, so we're, you know, putting everything that we've done with no mercy onto this site. We're going to have uh, tons of content and you're going to see a lot more of me and Tom. But the other thing is, is that it's going to be a place where they're not going to be able to boot us off. You know, so you're always going to be able to go there with, you know, we're going to have um, emails that are going to go out in case people get kicked off of different platforms on where to find them. And we're going to surround ourselves with the best talent. And that's really what it is, is getting the best talent um, in this industry, not just the boring, dry information stuff, which some of that is good and I enjoy that stuff. But, but I feel like number one is to be entertaining um, and then also be intellectually honest at the same time. So we want to find people that are just kind of like a combination of both. That's kind of like the No Mercy brand. Kick you in the fucking dick. Yep. With this and, stuff. That's and always gonna, been our brand. We're going to have a newsletter that Bobby's going to be heading up, uh, the newsletter for No Mercy. We're going to be doing uh, shows. We're going to be doing VIP shows. We're going to even consider, I mean, we're talking about doing it. You guys know the debacle that happened with the Gilded and the Discord only because mm -hmm. it was free. And we're going to talk about this right now, how a lot of the people on the right turned into the left. Yeah. And that was a great beta test for us with 4Deep Media, how we went out there and tried it and then realized exactly what I knew was going to happen, but I had to let it happen just so that everyone else could see. So we don't look like patriots. Dude. But I said, if there's no paywall, you might as well shut that shit down because it's going to turn cancerous and it ate itself alive. So I think now what we're going to do, Bob, we'll have a small, we're going to have a lot of free shit, but we'll probably also have a small little VIP service with a tighter community where we can get chat rooms or we can get little shows, impromptu things where we could be ourselves and say whatever the fuck we want, maybe to a couple hundred people rather than right. 20,000 people. That's where I'm at now, Bob. Yeah. I don't care about 300,000 people anymore. I care about 200 good people. That's all yeah. I give a shit about. And if you got to pay nine bucks, 10 bucks a month to fucking get, keep all the trolls out. Good. You know, our time is money too. We're going to be spending a lot of time on this. So, you know, to make a couple bucks, is not the worst thing in the fucking world. It's capitalism. 
Well, it, I never understood it. And that was the one thing that always bothered me about the, the Patriot movement is when did it become a problem in an Americocracy to, uh, you know, like say, don't trust the ones that are for profit. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, if you're spending 30 to 40 hours a week researching, doing live streams, listen, the whole point of this country and, and what's made it so great is that good quality cream rises to the top and you shouldn't be ashamed of it. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say, um, you know, listen, this is going to be a 10, five, $10, whatever we decide the monetary value is for the, for this uh, service, whatever it is, there's nothing wrong cheap. with it. Listen, I've, there've been times in which I've gone to shows, right. And I know the, the manager or the, you know, whoever's taking the door and they're like, Bob, don't worry about it. I got your door charged. Don't worry I about that. I'm like, fuck there. that dude. Yeah. No, no, I get I'm throwing you that five, 10 bucks. I know where that money's going. I know that band uh, needs the door charge, yep. you know, so like I, I have no problem investing in the world I want to live in. I follow a lot of people on Patreon. I put my money where my mouth is, you know, and so I have no problem saying, listen, this is a for profit business. I'm spending a lot of time and energy doing this. I know that maybe you all have full time jobs and cannot do this. That's our job is to right. make this our full-time job so that all you can do is sit back, relax, and hear some of this information. And then if you want to look further into it, you know, don't believe us fully. Like we always say, go and do your own research. Yep. And my whole thing is, listen, no one ever complains if they got to pay five, 10, even, I mean, my gambling service is $99 a month. And it's mm -hmm. the happiest group of motherfuckers you've ever seen in your damn life. Cause we over deliver right. like a motherfucker in there. Right. I'm in there 60 hours a week in the voice chat. So if you want me to take away from those people, and spend 20 hours a week in a chat and do stuff with the, well, okay, throw five, 10 bucks out. My time is yeah. money, bro. Like yeah. I'll give as much. I did everything for free in 2020. And at the end of the year, I got eaten alive and hated on by all the people I gave all my time to. So from now yeah. on, my time is money. So we're going to be doing a lot of free content, but we're going to protect you guys. So those of you that want to put up five, 10 bucks and keep all the shit out, we're going to build you a fucking yeah. palace in there. That's a really good uh, thing to say too, because Part of what happened to our chat is that we had to create almost like a community policing service. It was the worst. People in our own community had to police trolls all day. Oh, it's fucking it, it became so it became more of a, a troll policing system than it did talking about content, which was extremely annoying. And in the same, and I hate to continue to use this analogy, but we have a cover charge at our shows. It, it, what it does is it filters out the bullshit. Filters the, the people that want to come, it, that want to come see the show, that's willing to pay the five bucks to get in the door. And it, be, and it creates a community of, of like-minded people that want to see the same show. And that's yep. really all it is. It's not, I mean, I have no, I have no caveat. There's no apology. I, I don't no. feel bad saying I'm offering money for a service. That's how America works. And I love the fact that we live in this country and can do that. Yep. And we're going to have a ton of free shit on there and stuff too. We'll, we'll give you guys a shirt if you sign up and we'll make it worth everyone's value. But uh, the bottom line for me, I learned from my mistakes. I'm a businessman. I will never go back into giving all my time and energy towards people who don't appreciate it. So yeah. that, that I did that one year of my life. That was last year. And I regret it. Honestly, you know, it's I regret like Tommy. giving so much of myself to people yeah. to only get it turned on me and called a psyop and a fucking, yeah, it's yeah. that like, fuck you motherfucker. So now you I know, just want the good people. That's when I learned that um, there is mind control on both sides. When I started mm -hmm. getting called psyops, when you started getting called psyops, when they started, you know, trying to figure out 
who we were associated with. I'm like, man, there, there's some nutty people on, on every end of the spectrum. But, you know, kind of like with your analogy, you know, remember like in your 20s, you wanted to be liked by everybody and you went right. to a party and you tried to be friends with everybody. And then in your 30s and really into your 40s, I don't know about that, but I'm sure you know a lot about It gets about more that. extreme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mean a lot about that. I'm not deep into this. I'm, I'm still a baby in the 40s. So, you know, you want small circles of people yes. that you trust. That's really I, I always say my circles become a micro dot. And that's how I'm going to keep it. So, uh, but that brings us to the first topic I want to talk about here. Uh, I've been pissing some people off a little bit, I guess, on Instagram. By the way, this is another thing that amazes me. We get fucking 80,000 downloads on this podcast and I have 4,500 Instagram followers. How's that possible? How does Bobby not have 10,000? How's that possible? This this doesn't even make sense. I would like to get to 10,000. Yeah, get Bobby to 10. Go follow these three accounts right now on Instagram. Okay, then stop what you're fucking doing. Pull the car over and follow him at Tommy G returns Two. okay? Follow that one. Follow at Bob's lessons. There it is. 9,000. You're getting close. Bro, at Bob's lesson. And keep in mind that 10,000 is a big number. We don't give a fuck about the number. Yeah. I, once I get the 10,001, I don't care. 10,000 where you can swipe up. So if you have content, you could swipe up to your content. Mm-hmm. That's why we need 10,000. So follow at Bob's lessons at Tommy G returns Two. And at Four Deep Media, the number Four Deep Media. Go follow those three accounts, and uh, I may be making a wardrobe change actually. So Four Deep Media is important. So Tommy G returns too, and Four Deep Media may do a little flip flop here at some point. So uh, make sure you follow those. And then we have No Mercy Tommy G on there too. But follow those accounts so that we can get over to ten thousand mark, and we can start doing some fun shit where we could swipe up to our content. But so I've been pissing some people off, Bob. Because mm-hmm. I'm just so sick of the fucking like people still saying Trump needs to be president. People still saying like fucking, you know, Gavin Newsom is going to get recalled. Like, are these people fucking stupid? And then I get these comments on my Instagram posts from people like uh, I'm going to read this. And, and I actually like this girl who wrote this, so I won't say her name or anything. But it was like, uh, you know, I'm proud of every Californian who was vocal, voted, protested and gathered. They created a grassroots movement, grassroots movement. And this was based on a comment of mine saying people thought Newsom was going to lose the recall with laughing Mm -hmm. emojis. Have you learned nothing? Hope is a dangerous drug. And there's a lot of people on the right still smoking hopium, claiming they're awake. This -hmm. will be addressed with Bob's lessons on no mercy. Here's the address. Okay. My comment is not about that. I'm proud that we even had Newsom go to a recall. That's amazing. I'm proud that people were marching in the streets. I'm proud that people were bringing attention to the fact that this Satanist scum was trying to fucking destroy the world and everyone's rebelling back. My point is that if you thought he was going to lose the recall, you're retarded. Right. There is no such thing anymore as a fair election. That is done, guys. When I see you guys all out there like, we're going to win in 2022. DeSantis, 2024. Yeah, go vote. Go push. Go do all that. But we're not going to win. So just accept it. That's not being blackpilled. It's being a fucking realist. We have the most powerful man in the world sitting in the most powerful position in the world with the most badass attitude. And he got run out of town with his tail between his legs in 30 seconds. And all everyone keeps talking about is a recall and Arizona recount. Yo, that shit's dead, dog. Yeah. Like it's done. They're, stop relying on the government. Stop relying on politicians. It's fine. Just go fight. Well, go raise awareness and stop thinking we're going to win an election because we're not. You did the Gavin Newsom thread. So, I mean, you know, we were talking a lot about, I mean, think of who is in, you know, Gavin Newsom's pockets, you know, or who, who Bro, Gavin Pelosi's Newsom is taking money like, from. Relative. Right. And, you know, you have like big, powerful families in California, like the Gettys, 
Um, and so G Gavin Newsom's de deeply entrenched in California elitist culture. And so to think that, you know, it's one thing to say, this is great that he's being recalled. And it was you know, great. That I have no problem with that. It was that. awesome. And, and the idea of Larry Elder to me, you know, people can say he's a rhino, whatever. Listen, I, I listened to Larry Elder a lot. He actually uh, was one of the ones that, you know, transformed uh, Dave Rubin from a progressive to more of like a, they always cop out by saying libertarian, uh, but yeah. just, just say, let's just say free thinker. Um, Larry Elder was, was responsible for that. Um, so anything other than Gavin Newsom to me is a step in the right direction. Anytime where you can elect a red candidate and a, you know, what's seemingly quote unquote, a, a, um, a blue state, uh, is, is a step in the right direction. So whatever, but, um, to think that there was a chance, cause one, you had to vote yes on the recall. And then you had to pick from a list of 40 some odd candidates. And I'm sure in, in some of these counties like LA County, and I, listen, I could just be spitballing, um, talking out of my ass, but I would imagine they probably didn't have Larry Elder's name at the top of the candidacy to where you probably had to like fucking scroll down. Right. In order, <laughs> we even saw that with Donald Trump in the 2016 and 2020 election, where sometimes he was like the third option yeah. under the third party candidate, you know? So, um, that like we were fighting an uphill battle there in California. The, the, the small victory is the fact that there was a recall. The that's small it. Victory. That's it. That's yeah. Yes. That's that, all we have to look at. That was it. Yeah. That was it. I'm going to, you want to go conspiracy rabbit hole? Mm-hmm. I think the right, I've said no, this for I a don't. while. And so, if you, <laughs> of course, I do. No. I'm an NFT. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the right has gotten, I don't trust anyone on the right anymore. Anyone. Like, and when I say anyone, look me in the eyes. Anyone on the right. Okay. I, I, anyone. So, my whole thing with this, I think this was a setup to make Newsom walk in and everyone took the fucking honeypot bait again. Larry Elder being the fucking main guy made people in the middle vote Democrat because mm -hmm. they started tying him to hardcore conservative conservatism and Trump mm -hmm. so that they started going, yeah, we want Newsom out, but not if it's him. He was right. too, too red. So they shouldn't have had <laughs> Elder up there. It hurt our cause having Elder there. And the abortion shit that went on in Texas when they basically made abortion legal, which coincidentally happened just weeks before the recall, that turned all the fucking liberals in California to thinking, oh shit, we can't let these Republicans, these rhinos come in here. They're going to fucking ban abortion. So you know what? Let's just stay with Newsom. And when you mm -hmm. looked at the polls and when you looked at what people were voting on, a lot of the people on the exit polls, when they were talking to him, were saying they were afraid that if a Republican got in, they were going to ban abortion and they're pro-choice, and they were afraid of having Trump take over in place of Newsom. So I think Elder and the, the Texas abortion laws actually eased Newsom where they didn't even have to fix the election. I think yeah. he walked through, because that keep in mind, that's still a blue state, and you can't scare them too red. You know, you got to make it like kind of purple. To well, get it's the same over. like the boiling the frog theory. You know, you can't like, you know, boil the, the Republican frog, I guess you could say, you know, turn the water red real quick. The frog's going to jump out. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that that's a plausible theory. You know, the other thing was, do you remember the uh, the video of, of Larry Elder getting tack, attacked by this woman wearing like a gorilla suit yeah, throwing yeah, yeah. an egg at him? Yeah. It almost seems like like a Jesse Smollett type event, yeah, you know, like, like this lady, like, it's like, okay, come on. You're wearing a monkey mask, mm -hmm. hurling an egg and shouting, like, get out of here. And then like the, the accents almost seemed like Southern. I was like, this seems like very agent 
provocateur, you uh-huh. know, almost to, to, to draw attention to it. And then, you know, that video got shared hundreds of thousands of times. So my, my, you know, long story long, I don't know what to believe right now. I don't know. I don't believe anything of what I see. I believe half of what I hear, but, um, the, the common theme that we're seeing and it happened in the election and then it happened in the recalls and then it happened with the, uh, senatorial uh, election in uh, Georgia is that, listen, we don't stand a fucking chance in a fair election. No. That that, no ha- that ship has sailed. And then if you're expecting to wait till 2022 midterms, I mean, we, we'll see what happens. But I'll tell you they- what happens. Hold on. <laughs> on air. We're going to lose. Yeah. OK, yeah. so so all black pilled. I'm a fu- no, yeah. I'm a realist. I'm a conspiracy realist. We're going to fucking lose. Still mm-hmm. go vote. Still go raise awareness. You're hearing it right now on September fucking 15th at 4.34 p.m. I'm actually going to write it down. We have zero fucking chance on a high level election. Can we win our lower level state elections and uh, mayoral and gubernatorial? Yes. Mm -hmm. Are we going to take over the House or the Senate or the presidency? No. So vote local. That's where we could still win. That's actually a really good point because you're seeing people like Jay Cutler getting involved in school board meetings. So mm-hmm. there is a lot, you know, the, listen, there is hope. Like there is, I, I'm there. listening. Here's where the hope is. The hope is taking action at the local level. It's not sitting yes. back and saying uh, Patriots in that's control, trust the process, all that shit. So the folk, you know, and that's, uh, you know, I've talked extensively with James R. from Pirate Radio about this, that we went away. And it's the same thing with getting uh, the power away from the parent, you know, away from the mm-hmm. mother, is that uh, the the um, attention at the local level somehow disappeared over the last 20 to 30 years. And now the silver lining with COVID is we're seeing the power that local governments have. Even in Memphis, we're seeing the power of the health department and their ability to just come in like the Gestapo and shut us down at any point. The health department is getting bigger and bigger in Memphis, opening hundreds of jobs. And listen, they're hiring people off the streets from like, you know, gas stations to come in and inspect these businesses. And so these businesses every single week have to go through different protocol and these people aren't fucking power trips. And so, you know, as we're seeing that, when we see people like Jay Cutler get involved at the local level, that's that kind of stuff is what that's we need. That's the shit that inspires me, right? Like, yeah. and it's the same thing that happened with the movement over the summer, Bobby, in 2020. We started, and I'll speak from our personal experience on a podcast. We started October or August, 2019, Right. And what were we doing? We were trying to wake people up to sex trafficking, to 9-11 being an inside job, to, you know, to just kind of open people's eyes. Right. And then once people started waking up over the summer, what were we doing? We were going and ganging up and picking off celebrities one by one. Right. We were swarming them like a herd. Right. And we were just taking them out on a small level. Right. We weren't going to take out Hollywood. We were going after Alyssa Milano as a unit. Let's take her out. Okay, now mm-hmm. let's go get fucking Tom Hanks. Chrissy Teigen. Out. Or, Chrissy Teigen, yeah. take her out. Right. And we yeah. were making impact. We were making dents on Chet Hanks deleting his Instagram. Like Oprah this shit, Winfrey. I mean, Oprah, whatever. We were making yeah. dents on these people on a small level, going after individuals and not Hollywood as a whole, taking them out one by one. I got blocked by Podesta for sending 3,500 people dropping pizza gifts on his fucking, you know, on his Twitter page. And then we went to sex trafficking and then we started going after Wayfair and we started going, calling out the sex trafficking and we were smart. We were localizing. We were mm-hmm. identifying one issue. We were attacking it, crushing it, moving to the next. And then all of a sudden, and I hate to say it, the Q movement say took it. full control 
And the Q people started fucking talking about the Patriots being in full control of the world and started bringing all this Bible shit into it, which, listen, I'm all for religion. I'm all for the Bible. I'm all for anything you believe in. It's fine. But that macro view is what ruined the movement, that Mm -hmm. we just trust the process. Now, Q wasn't God. There was no process to trust. Patriots were not in control. We realize that now. If you still think the Patriots are in control, you're blind right now. I don't know what Mm -hmm. the fuck you're looking at because we ain't in fucking control at all. So it took this macro view of we're going to save the world. The White House is fake. Biden's not in office. Trump is king and lord. And it took us away from our localizing pain points on the Illuminati and next thing you know, we were completely lost talking about fucking Tyler Perry's fake White House mm-hmm. instead of going and picking off fucking uh, all these little celebrities doing this dumb shit and calling them out. And we got completely lost. And well, that's we what's did, you know, it's again. like it's like aim, small, miss, small, aim, big, miss, big. So it's like we replaced a, a long distance sniper with a shotgun from the same distance. Right? right. So like instead of sniping out one or two things, we had a shotgun from 100 yards. And, and we we're was- all responsible. We all got <laughs> caught up. In yeah. It. You know, I'm not oh, saying yeah, I'm not yeah. to blame. Like I fell into it too. And yeah. I'm not ha- letting that happen again. So I'm yeah. not going to let these people bring me back on the Trump fucking going to save the world in 2024 train. No, I'm talking about like, who's the local person that you could go and elect in your local town? Can you get to a school board and make a statement and make a speech at the school board and turn 10 parents on your side who were maybe in the middle or on the other side? That's where we need to keep our attention and anyone or anything, whether it's Q, whether it's religion, whether it's Trump, whether it's anything, I will not let in my circle. I will not let in my talk track and we will not let in our community that we're building at nomercypodcast.com. No way. Okay. Here's my question to you. Let's talk. I want to just to bring a football reference. If you want to build a successful team, how do do you build it, Tommy? Like a football team. Interior line interior from the inside out correct yeah. you draft a you wide get, receiver a and a fucking tight end no right. no last thing you build you get okay. linemen big, so you, big you bodies in the middle inside out so when it comes to politics it's the same philosophy go inside go local go to the small boards go to the school boards go to your local legislators the people that can affect local change and then guess what ends up happening so for in the state in the state of tennessee all of the local pressure that was applied forced governor lee to issue an executive order saying hey the schools cannot mandate masks yeah. The yeah. reason why he did that is because of local pressure uh, caused in uh, different counties around Nashville, around Knoxville, and even Memphis. Uh, Clay Travis actually was pretty big uh, in Franklin, Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, just getting a lot of attention. And then it forced the governor to uh, it, you know, issue this executive order. Guess what? All these governors, they all meet with each other and they all talk. Yeah. You don't think they don't communicate with each other? Imagine if we are getting pressure on, on the local level, forcing all these governors to about face. And then they they have, you know, their big gubernatorial conference and meeting. And they're like, listen, we're getting a lot of pressure. We're going to fucking lose our jobs unless we do something about this. And then it, and then you build it from the inside out. And then it forces all these fucking asshats to do what you want to do. Otherwise, you're going to kick them the fuck out. And when you and when you have control, you have more uh, pull power and interest, right? Mm -hmm. You can control what goes on at your local school if you get 20 parents to fucking raise hell. You can't control who wins the 2022 Senate races and 2024 gubernatorial or presidential elections. So focus on what you can control. Say the serenity prayer every morning. I can control this. Let's get back to where we were in March of 2020, red pilling our neighbors and get away from trying to save the whole fucking world. Because guess what? If each town in each county started to fucking build little red-pilled armies within your county, when these governors are getting, you know, 
the Clintons and the Pelosi's and all them from the top saying, hey, you have to do this to push our agenda. And they're looking down going, no, nah, I'm going to lose the election. They yeah. ain't going to do it. But yeah. as long as you're focused on there, these people will wipe you out so they could stay focused on here. Once you've got to put pressure on their feet, let them feel the fire underneath them. And then they don't have the power at the top because these people don't want to lose their jobs and lose their positions. Yeah. It, you know, and I know we'll talk about this later, but uh, the great Norm Macdonald who passed away yesterday, one uh, of my favorite jokes by him was, and I'll just tell part of it because it applies to what you said, is, you know, he was saying how, um, why are people, I always wonder why people are so worried about like shit like North Korea, you know, they always put like North Korea, Afghanistan to try to, you know, to fear anybody. But have you ever woken up from a dream and just be like, ah, like North Korea, they're coming <laughs> to get me. Like, dude, you've never ever in my life has North Korea knocked on my my door and said, wear a fucking mask, get a fucking jab. Otherwise, you can't come into this business. You can't operate. Yeah. You can't have a job. North Korea has never done that. Afghanistan has <laughs> never done that. So but I can tell you one thing. The health department has shut down opportunities for me to make money. That's mm -hmm. where my focus is. Shit yep. that I can control right now. And guess let what? Me, hey, let me grab. I'm going to grab my power adapter from the other. Yeah, room go get it. Go get it. I'll, I'll ramp for a minute. Um, yeah. We're going to bring we're going to bring Uncle Danny in for a second. Why don't I bring Danny in now? So I'm going to bring Danny in now. Let me see. I don't know if you'll be able to see this. I got a couple people lined up here. So I'm going to bring Danny in. Let me admit him. All right. Let's see if Danny comes in. Danny may be in his underwear. Who the fuck knows? Danny, can you hear me? Danny, can you hear me? Danny, you there? Yeah. Wow. Look at you. You're not on a speakerphone. I don't see me, though. All right. Well, you got to put your camera on. Why is it not on? You got to hit the button to start, start camera. Danny, we did a whole... Dude, I even tested this out. I mean, he's so camera. stupid. He can't get his camera on. Hey! There he is. See, like, it looks like the camera's on his dick. Oh, dude, I'm so jealous. You're smoking. I want a cigarette <laughs> so bad. What are you doing, you Danny? Stopped? What? You stopped? No, we're, we're you know, I want a cigarette, but you're smoking while you're on here. So it's making me want one. I, I don't smoke indoors. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. So what's up, Danny? How you doing? Good. Do you feel, do you feel excited that you're, you're on here and you're not on speakerphone and you can hear both well, of us? Well, yeah, but the first thing I want to say is you said dummy and I wasn't going to be able to do this. And I got Zoom. You and did I was it? able to do it. You succeeded. We're very proud of you. Yeah. Very proud of you. So what do you I think? Like, it the, like the sunglasses on the top of the head. These are my hat glasses. What? These are my hat glasses, Danny. Oh. Yeah, my hat Yeah, these are my hat glasses. What are you doing? What, is this the POV? Yeah, it's the POV camera. <laughs> the POV camera. There you go. Now you got hat glasses. <laughs> so, Danny, what's your... I'm, uh, uh, sitting on, I'm sitting on the runway. Hey, while, you have, while you're talking, oh. I'm going to pull up some of Danny's Facebook uh, posts and read them in Danny's voice at some point because they're freaking priceless yeah, i'm sitting uh, on the runway look at what an idiot danny what is your take on uh gavin newsom i was all fucking phony you knew he was gonna win so talk talk a little more because you're on a slight delay so go out and rant on it a little bit what's your take on it what's my take on it yeah there's no take on it it was, it was it's a it's a zero take on it whatsoever because it, it was nonsense it shouldn't even have happened what do you mean? It wasn't going to happen. They got that. The Democrats got that state so wrapped up. It wasn't going to happen. But aren't you happy? They at least aren't you? I know we said the same. Me and Bobby said the same thing. 
But uh, aren't you happy they at least recalled him and brought attention to it? Yeah, they say it included the Republican Party by like 12% California. I was hearing that, listening to that today. Yeah. So uh, did you watch any of the VMAs or any of the award shows? No. Your connection's kind Why of Why would I do shit. that? Is this too noisy for you? I mean, your connection kind of sucks. My connection sucks? A little bit. Right, what do you think? We missed the phone conversations. What's hold that? On, yeah. Hold on, hold on. I, I can move to a different spot. Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you start at the better spot next time instead of <laughs> moving there later? Like on the top of a mountain. So are you telling me there's a better reception spot that you could have been at this whole time and you decided yeah. not to fucking go there? No, I'm going there now. Yeah, why did hey, you go there if before? you're trying to um, coach third base in your softball league, are you going to stand in left field? Um, I got in a vehicle just so I could kind of be a little quiet and out of the way, and I went out by the runway. So how's that now? Now it's much better, which means you could have been there the whole time and not made 10,000 people log off listening Fuck to that. static. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Stop now you're rocking. Line, you know. well, you're a little better. Like fucking so much. All right, you're going to have to talk straight through for a better? minute without, without us going back and forth because it's terrible when we go back and forth. So talk about whatever you want to talk about. What do you want to talk about then? Well, I talked, to you, I talked to you this morning. I called you up. I'm trying to put my motorcycle in my will, and I want somebody to take my bike when I pass, and nobody... Everybody wants to sell it on me. Well, so no, but you thought Bobby was going. Who... You thought Bobby was going to take it and take care of it, right? I called Bobby up to tell him to do it, and uh, he told me he's going to fucking sell it. Well, you told me I had an eighty percent chance of getting your bike, so you're going to give it to the one person that probably can't fit on your bike, <laughs> and entrust me to not sell it. Isn't that probably that's probably a good deal? Then you just keep it and wash it, wax it, and look at it. Oh, okay. So instead of making money off of it, I can just wash it every week. That sounds like fun. I live in an apartment, Danny. <laughs> I need some. Uh, who's going to inherit my motorcycle? So, Danny, I can't give it to Tommy. If I give it to Tommy, your best bet's me. No. Well, let me explain because why. Because it'll be put on the Kansas City Chief Miami Dolphins. <laughs> The uh, the bet your best bet is me, and here's why. Okay, um, if if your choices are me, Bobby and Kurt, obviously Brad or Nicole would be a much better decision than any of the three of us, right? But they're getting houses and fucking all kinds of shit, right? We, me, Bobby, and Kurt are just fighting over the motorcycle. So if you give it to Bobby, he's gonna sell that shit. He literally told you right to your face. He can't even fit on it to ride it. He's gonna look like a little like the the Geico lizard on that thing in the commercial on your bike. So Bobby's going to sell it. Kurt, I bought him and his daughter, uh, his daughter and his son, my niece and nephew. You remember those like $500 Jaguar and Mercedes Benz cars that they rode. Remember that Danny? Yeah. Kurt threw them into a fucking moving truck and destroyed them two weeks later. And when I asked him why I go, dude, I spent so much money. I spent a thousand dollars on these things for these kids. He's like, Oh, they were over them a week later. So Kerr will destroy your bike. He doesn't care about your fucking bike. So it's me. At least I'll keep it clean and keep it nice because I could use it to impress chicks. 
So anything I can use to benefit my penis is safe. It's actually a fair assessment. Or you're making some gains. I will tell you right <laughs> now, you're making some gains. <laughs> I don't know. You're, make, you're, definitely, you're definitely making gains. But I'm still, I'm still worried about all of a sudden in my grave here. Oh, the fucking Chiefs missed the field goal. There goes the bike. I mean, it's very possible. You know, the other thing you have going, Danny, is I am the richest, right? So I have the least likelihood to sell it, although I definitely could gamble it away. That that definitely could happen. So you do have to run that risk, but I mean, Bobby don't give a fuck. Bobby will sell that thing for fucking, he'll sell that thing for a new guitar tomorrow. At least I'm honest about it, though. But here's okay. my thing. If I sell it for something comparable, like Tommy said, a, a new guitar or just something I can use for my job, Danny, a full PA system, lights, rigs, all that yeah. other stuff, would you be okay with that? No. No. He's shaking his head on a podcast. He forgets it's still audio. Yeah, he doesn't know. He He's doesn't shaking know. his head. <laughs> for oh those of God. you listening on iTunes, Danny shook his head no. I thought you could, I thought you could see me. Well, you can, but we air this on multiple platforms. So this is going to air on YouTube where people could see you, but the majority of the people watch it on iTunes, which they'll just hear you doing okay, this. Okay, well, the people that have video, are, are seen it, or the people that have seen it on video will see me shaking my head. And the, yeah. the others will just say it's, it's dead silence, which means no. Right, so you have to, the whole point <laughs> so, is to okay. appease everybody. Yeah, so maybe next, next time, time just go no. You know, like <laughs> say the no, this is a, this is a, you know, you're making a joke at it. This is a fucking serious thing. But are you, is there, so, you're not, uh, you're not telling us something, are you? Like, what, what? do you, why are you talking about your will right now? Are you're you like, dying? What? Yeah, you dying? Well, listen, I'm not, I'm not a spring chicken no more. Yeah. You okay. know, don't McDonald, don't oh. Norm McDonald us. You got to tell us if something's happening. I mean, you're probably going to die pretty no, soon. No, everybody around me is dying and I just turned 60. Well, you just got the co you got the COVID jab too, didn't you? That put you in the hospital. Yeah. As you're yeah, puffing on that COVID cancer jab. stick. Cancer stick, I just puff on. I don't even inhale. Danny, what if they tell you? Um, I, I do the same thing, by the way, Danny. I don't inhale my cigarettes. Honestly, everyone laughs at me. Yeah. I just, I just pull yeah. on it. Me and Danny just like having fucking uh, long things. Yeah, in it's, our a, mouth. it's called an oral fixation. Yeah, we like sucking dick. <laughs> no, I don't like talking to fucking. Bobby. I don't like talking to Bobby on video. I don't oh, like talking to Bobby pretty? at all. Because when, like, Bobby does something to me, I want to punch my phone. <laughs> so you saying because Bobby... Are you saying Bobby has a punchable face? Well, when, I, when he starts making fun of me and that stupid laugh is, I want to punch yeah. the phone. I want to Let me ask you this. That one, guy, one guy keeps saying, I look like I smell. Do I look like I smell, Danny? Um, well, you kind of look like a homeless guy. <laughs> You look homeless. See, Tommy yeah. looks like he's ready to go to the PGA tour. Yeah. Tommy PGA looks like tour. he's ready to go to the PGA tour, and Bobby looks like he's hanging out on the streets of Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> In one of those tents, a skid row. Yeah. That's great. So, so yeah. Danny, Danny, I mean, go it... back to Bobby a second. He said, "Go back to me." Okay. He he wants to see a okay. pretty face. So Bobby, I mean, Bobby looks okay. Bobby looks okay, but he still looks homeless. Yeah, yeah I mean. He's a little ratty. Danny, can I read off? Uh, can I read off some of your Facebook posts and ask you to elaborate on them? Yeah, let's read a couple of Danny Facebook posts, and then we're gonna have the great Bill Rupp joining oh, us in a little yeah. bit too. So. All right, so here's one, um, and I want you to elaborate on it. Uh, 
When you need to show your papers to eat at a restaurant but not to vote, something is wrong. Elaborate on that, Danny. Um, a lot. It's self-explanatory. Yeah. What's wrong? Yeah, you are the worst so at radio. This is really bad. He's way better on radio. He's, he's definitely not good on video. Like You are the worst. He, he, he gets like fucking quiet when the it camera It doesn't goes. matter if there's nothing to elaborate on. You have to add. Otherwise, it's called you're called a stopper. You're like a door stopper. <laughs> okay, so you know what you know what it is? It's like a, if somebody comes up to me and says, show me papers to go into this restaurant. You know what I'm going to tell them? Shut what the fuck up and I'm going to take a baseball bat and fucking crush their skull. Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I want to hear. That's way better okay. content than. And then the so motherfuckers want to come and fuck. And then, yeah. You know, the motherfuckers want to come fucking vote. So now you've got fucking uh, Jihadi Joe showing up, and the motherfucker don't even. He just came from Afghanistan. Right. He's a and he's trying to put that fucking another another bitch that's from Minnesota back into the fucking Congress. So I got to listen to all these motherfuckers and listen. This fucking AOC, this this little, I tell you, I like the banger. But let me tell you something about AOC. She's at a fucking gallery at Met, Met Gallery over there. $30,000 a ticket. $35,000 $30, a ticket. $35,000, okay? Then she turns around. She's wearing an $18,000 dress. That says okay? tax the rich and on the back. This motherfucker wants to turn it. And she went, she's such a, you know what? They're all phonies. They're all phonies. They're all con people. You know what? Don't get me started. No, I, I what the get hell is so wrong about showing up? Just show up with an ID and say, here you go. This is me. Simple. You got to show an ID everywhere else you go. But no, the fucking Democrats don't want it. You know? Did you hear any Gavin Newsom thing? How many people went to vote and said they were already, they already voted already? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A lot of that? Yeah, a lot of older people. Okay, all right, all right. So, okay, so that was much better than just something for explanatory. So, I just as far as like a rule of podcasting, that was much better than just let's let's spend more time doing that last five minutes and less time on the first five minutes. That was good. All right, Danny, you said bat. You said you want to hit someone someone with a bat. So I brought out my. uh, You'll appreciate this, Danny. My oh, Sunday Modified League 2009 AA Sports MVP award and uh, my Money League four-time consecutive champions. I have multiple MVP awards. This is just one of them. I uh, brought this out for you, Danny, so that you could tell the people who the best baseball player in the family was. Oh, God. Why do you have to be specific? No Why can't you just mind. say best athlete? I mean, I, am I, I feel like I, I feel like all around athlete, I, I would have to take the cake on that. Bro, you play video games. All right. So <laughs> that, that v- esports <laughs> is a real thing. He thinks esports is fucking is. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Something, something happened with Bobby because now he's playing all that geeky yeah, shit. Yeah, he's fucking nerd now. You know, he's doing, I see him. He's talking about my Facebook post. He's posted on Facebook. Hey, can anybody tell me where the fucking Tetris is? Where the Tetris cartridge is? <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to take my phone and throw it out the window when I read that. I'm like, "Are you kidding me, Bobby? Put a fucking pacifier in your mouth. Forget about it." Are okay, you kidding this is me? coming from a man that played. Hey, time out. You play like Candy Crush on your phone every time. I went up there for your daughter's wedding, and half the time you're on your phone playing like Candy Crush. Yep, you do do that. You do do that. Playing Candy Crush. You play that weird game. That weird game that's like Candy Crush. 
I was playing Boom Beach. Yep. I was playing Boom Beach. Okay. Yeah. How's that any different than yes. what I'm doing? It's Candy Crush, I don't play. It's Gayer. Yeah. It's Gayer. All right, Danny, I'd rather you play uh, Candy Crush. I'm not on Facebook yet. Speaking Danny, of you're doing, you're doing a fantastic job these last three minutes. Good job. Keep it up. All right. You got about you got about three minutes left. So yeah. Finish strong. All right. So we'll, Bobby, we'll, go. we'll go this no, way. No, I don't have three minutes left. You want to know why I don't have three minutes left? Because right. we still haven't solved the problem. Who's going to get my motorcycle? Oh, here we go. All right. Yeah. We, we settled it. Tommy's going to get it. All right. Moving yeah. on. So here, here's well, let's go this route because you, you want to get, hey, Danny, you want to get, uh, or Tommy, you want to get Danny's blood pressure going right now? Let's yeah, do let's this, do it. Right? Fire him up. Okay. Uh, Danny Facebook post, uh, September 12th. Not even one quarter into the giant season, and I'm already done with them. Elaborate on all oh, those motherfuckers. Let me tell you something. When I can have more imagination in the play calling than that Jason Garrett can. The yeah, fucking Jason fucking eight Garrett. Mi- eight minutes and 22 seconds, the Giants in the first quarter did not have possession of the ball. How in God's name does that happen? Yeah. How does that happen? And please explain to me. How this great friggin' defense can't get off the field. What is it? Five third and longs? I could have caught the pass. I was they were so wide open. Oh. Tommy, I'm trying I'm to get done, you that motorcycle sports. soon. Don't I think he's about, about to have a heart attack. Oh, let's go. You're, gonna, you're gonna have that. Kill his ass. I need that bike. I fall in love with I fall in love with Cincinnati Bengals. Uh that's my boy, though. That's yeah. Joe Burrow. That's my boy, Danny. You can't. Hold on, let me show you a little something. Tommy, well, hasn't that always yeah. been your backup team? I know I don't really. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, of I've always been a Bengals fan. I've always liked the Bengals because because I'm a Jets fan, so I like shitty teams. Yeah, and I always felt like the Bengals had cool jerseys, and uh, I always liked the icky shuffle and all mm-hmm. that. But uh, I will show you this, Danny. Hold on, let me make sure I don't post a dick pic in here. But this has been my thing on Twitter for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's me as Joe Burrow, Danny. Oh yeah, Bobby Spade. No, that's my face. Show me Bobby's face. It's my Bobby face, you right idiot. No, that's don't, my don't face, say right that there. while your phone's on your dick, please. Yeah. So, and just two pictures oh, to the left at is Danny my no dick. Mercy. At Danny No <laughs> at Mercy. Danny no By the way, Danny, you realize you are the most shadow banned person, I think, of all of us. I can't find your name and I follow you until I write the whole name in. Really? You're a wanted man. Yeah, shadow right, banned, and I follow him. If I knew what shadow banned meant, I would say yes or no to you. Well, shadow banning is what they do to me and, and our accounts. Uh, hold on, watch here. Danny, it would be like if we muted you on the Zoom call and you were still talking, but none of us could hear you. Yeah, so That's look, I go to Danny No. I don't know if you could see that on here. Yeah. You take my word for it. And he's not up Those there. I got to go to Tommy the- is putting his phone to the screen. Right yes. Now. Then now Bobby's saving me <laughs> from the video. Um, but yes, I just put my phone. Dude, go to the fucking YouTube, you assholes. We got to go Danny on. What the fuck are you listening on iTunes, you lazy fucks? They are. Uh, but yeah, Danny No Mercy. I got to go all the way to the M of Danny No Mercy to get to your name. And by the way, the Miami Marlins just one eight six cash the max bet. Tommy G is on another fucking planet right now. Ching, not another planet. Danny, what? Anything else? Tommy, you I need get? a bunch of prop bets tomorrow. Wait I, mean, don't I got, I got four. Me. I got four for hang you. Hang up with me. I need a couple. What? No, no, I'm not gonna hang hold up with you. I literally have hold four. It. I gotta write it down. Hold on, you're not gonna get it now. Here's what I do. You, uh, you, you got, I got four bets for you, but you got to go listen to stay cashing. <laughs> you <laughs> you got to go listen to stay cashing for the four bets. You got to go, you got to go subscribe to my other YouTube channel and support it. And then you get the four bets. So what do I got to subscribe to your YouTube channel? Why don't I get benefits? But you do get benefits. You get to watch me on another gambling show, which is fucking phenomenal. I mean, you should support your family. 
I support my family, but why can't you just fucking tell me? I mean, I just, I made you fucking famous in the last year. Like, fucking least you could do is go support my shit. Yeah, you made me famous. And you know what all your fans keep saying? Where's, where's Danny? Where's Uncle Danny? They don't well, say, where's Tommy? Well, it's because I'm always here with him. I go on the Discord the other night. Oh, my God, the applause I got. <laughs> Jay, Gold Star, and all the people. They will, Uncle Danny, please stay on. The applause. I get private messages. You know how many private messages I get saying, so many. Hey, can you come on the show? They're all talking. So many. Yeah. I'm Not sure. like you. Free. Not like you and Bob. <laughs> Let me tell you Plus something. Why also but he's, he's in there. Yeah, but this this other. That's way better hanging up on the phone. I mean, just cut the connection. Oh my god, that's so good. For those of you that aren't watching it, you can see that on the screen, right? That actually took me a second. I'm like, wait, his video just went away. Could you could you see what I was doing on the screen? No, I go to, oh, so I thought you could see what I see where you just go no. to Danny and then it says remove Danny and I click no. the button. Maybe, maybe on your end, but oh, I, I don't great. know if that's yeah. going to show up. Uh, enough that, that, that's, that'd be a great video. Fucking hell, it's too much. I started going off the rails. Yeah, if I kind of get him out. Let's get Bill Rupp in, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Then me and Bobby will go another 45 minutes to talk about the shit you want to hear. So uh, let's see. So Bill Rupp, I will introduce uh, Bill is going to be a mainstay on the fucking uh, the no mercy podcast.com. Bobby's been dying to get Bill uh, into no mercy world. Let me just see. Admit Bill. Yeah. Um, so I spent a lot of time in Bill's world in the uh, four deep uh, bets discord. You right. Know? That's Bill's well, world. So yeah. we're bringing him Bill in our world a little bit and we're, I'm going to be very uh, accepting and receptive to Bill. Well, I, I told the funny thing about this one is Bill is actually on our side on this. Okay. Bob. I haven't really okay. filled you in on this, but Bill's coming around like he's getting red billed. Mm -hmm. like so what, what was the main, um, I guess, red? Was there one particular event or was it just a series of events that kind of made Bill say, wow, maybe Tommy's not half as, as insane. Let me as see. Hold on. There he is. Hey, there he is. Up. Let's go. Oh. What's going yeah, you on? You got Bill? your hat glasses on, Bill. I put them upside down, just real. Bill, we, we got to do the hat glass conversation again. By the way, Marlins, cash it, Bill. Max, yes. at, uh, Red Sox up 3 1. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Rupp, those of you who are No Mercy fans know Bill well. If you were in our Discord, Bill was the one. Bill is my best friend and literally thinks I'm crazier than anyone else in the world, right, Bill? 100%. That's right. a true and friend right there. Yeah, and honestly, Bill is a gun-toting conservative who voted for Trump and has voted Republican almost his whole life and, you know, owns guns. And so he's not a libtard, even though I call him a liberal, but he has very um, contrary views to me and us. And Bill, tell them first what you think of No Mercy podcast. First, just get vaccinated and get a job. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's perfect. Good. That get vaccinated, perfect. get a job, no mercy. Uh, I can't listen to it. Say it's trash. Uh, That's what you always tell me. Say Bill, it's trash. Bill, you look good. You, you've been dieting, dude? Oh, a little bit, yeah. I've lost you look weight. Great, hey, Tommy, man. Tommy always like, no, I'm skinnier than you. I no, he, Danny really, said he I look great. like a PGA golf pro, so I'm yeah. happy too. Dude, well, I, thought, I definitely thought we were going to be the most attractive people on the show. And we're both now, doing uh, right. We're both yeah. doing something right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that uh, I don't believe in anything that you say. 
Yeah, 99.9% of the time. Uh-huh. Uh, and, um, you know. That's Would you go it. as far as to say that this podcast sucks? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so, like Howard Stern. You still tune in. Yeah, you see, actually, he, he claims he doesn't tune in, but he always is by my house when I'm trying to cut the clips. Mm-hmm. So he ends up hearing half the episodes, right, Bill? Just from me fucking cutting yeah. clips. Yeah, what's up, party? What's up, party people? It's Tommy G, episode 524 of No Mercy Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if we, if, by the time we get to episode 524, it's going to be the year 2520. Bill will be hosting. He'll be like, these satanic fucks are going out there. <laughs> oh, you guys will be gone. Don't be like, Bill, time. Bill, chill, dude. Yeah, we'll be Take like, Bill, step. stop. Like, come down. You guys will be gone. I'll be in control of everything. Bill will have six arms growing out of his head from the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. And he got an eye poking out. Yeah. So, so, Bill, so here's the thing. So, we plan on. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know Bill, you're obviously weren't in the Discord and the Gilded and Four Deep Bets. He's my lead handicapper and partner on the betting side, and we fight in the Discord all day and all night about conspiracies. Usually till three in the morning. And there's some stuff Bill's a little in on or moving over towards, and there's some stuff Bill's. So normally Bill's going to come on here as the counter voice and scream at us for the common folk who thinks we're fucking insane. And that'll be a lot more on the uh, NoMercyPodcast.com. Fifteen minute fights and stuff that you guys are going to want. But Bill, as someone who believes in no conspiracy theories and thinks I'm fucking batshit with the baby blood and all that kind of shit, you love music awards. And I know you got to do your gambling show in like 15 minutes. I love every award show. I love- You're obsessed. uh, Yes, I love everything about it. I love all the, you know, the housewife shows, everything else. I watch them all the time. Love it. Love the red carpet. Love to see everybody. It was great. Right. Then came Sunday night. We're football first week. Here Sunday comes Bill. Everybody's comes. pumped for football. The game sucks the first half. So I said, let's go. Let me turn on the VMAs. Maybe we could bet on it because we've been killing shows that we could bet on. on these, yeah. You know, award shows. We killed them. The Oscars. We hit yep, like. We destroyed them. Dude, uh, by the way, by the way, for anyone out there, Bobby, that's when I hit Billie Eilish to win the award yep. plus a thousand because I said she yep. was the next Illuminati puppet to take control. Dude, this stuff is is profitable now. We're starting oh, yeah. to realize. Yeah. In sports and in entertainment. Right, Bill, didn't I just Having make money belief. off my Naomi Osaka prediction? Yes. Very good. Yes. I think that's what kind of started to wake Bill up when I told him that she was taken over by the cabal. He doesn't believe that. But then I said her career's over. She's been fucking mind fucked and she retired. What, Bill? Three weeks later? Yeah. Uh, well, let yeah, me ask you this before we get back into it. Who's the biggest cuck sellout in NASCAR? Like just sells out to everything. Uh, I mean, I don't want to bash anybody in NASCAR because I love it. it. Uh, I just want to bet on. No, nah, no, nah, I can't. I can't do it. I don't it Bo- All right, let me ask you a different NASCAR question. Does Bobby look a little bit like Chase Elliott? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. I could see it. I yeah, see a little bit. I don't know if that's a the, compliment. I, I feel like hair. I should be the one uh, on the NASCAR kick, but I, I just don't understand the sport. Yeah, because you like video on. games. Bill, Bill makes picks. NASCAR. So, awesome. Bill, back to your award shows. You love the award shows. Love and then, the awards. And then come the v- VMAs. Eight o'clock football game is shit. So I say, let's turn on VMAs. First person I see, Madonna. Awesome. Great. 80s, 50th. <laughs> I think it was 40th anniversary, 30th, 20th, whatever. Some anniversary of MTV bullshit. Madonna looked hot. She came in, stripped off her clothes. Her ass was great. And I was <laughs> like, oh, her ass is fake. It's not fake. It was great. It's fake. Then, um, they brought out Cindy Lauper. Girls just want to have fun. What's better than that? I'm all in. Awesome. Great. Perfect. Going great. 
Then comes out Bieber. Oh, yeah. You got Honey Dick at the beginning. Yeah. Bieber's okay, but I don't know what he was wearing. Some type of overalls, big jacket. I don't know what he was doing. Started singing, goes on the top of a mountain. I didn't really understand that. I was talking to people in the chat. They're like, oh, maybe it's symbolic for something. I'm like, it definitely means something. Just didn't know what it was. Um, You know, then it just got crazy. It's just from there on, it was just insane. Doja Cat came out with her nice titties, which was nice. But nice. she was just wearing outfits that I couldn't understand. First, she looked like a bug, which was insane. Then she the wore, Then I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, all right. And then I see her walk out with a chair on her head, a fucking chair. <laughs> I stop my guys. I'm going nuts. I have to take a picture of this. Took a picture, put it in the chat. Now I got everybody in the chat watching the awards. Awful. It's crazy. Then she comes out in the last thing with chicken feet on. These giant, enormous chicken feet, which were insane. Don't know what she was doing. Then it goes, you see the Conor McGregor fight. So I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys saw that. Yeah. Conor McGregor Gregor fighting MGK. Um, Machine Gun Kelly, which is, that was insane. How about Machine Gun Kelly's outfit? Oh, yeah. Is. So I don't know how they even let Conor McGregor back in that arena because we found out that was the same arena where he threw right. the chair at the bus. Right. I don't even know how these guys allowed back in there. Um, Machine Gun Kelly comes out and he's laying in a, uh, a thing of dirt and he has a Jesus mask on his head. The thorns. Yeah. And then the, the, the statue of like Mary or something behind him. So I'm like, you know, a little bit of uh, Jesus type of stuff. Alicia Keys comes out, sings New York. Awesome. Love the song. New York, 9-11. Great. Some other guy comes out, they told me it was Swali, I don't know his name, horns, horns coming out of his head, devil mm-hmm. horns. So now that's two, two Jesus references with um, devil. the devil and Satan, devil and everything. Uh, other people, then little Nas X just took the, I swear I just couldn't understand it anymore. Wearing a purple, he pregnant? Dress, <laughs> purple dress to get in. Some type of weird Jerry. I'm girl. glad you said purple. We'll get back to that. Yeah. yeah. He's in, strips off all his clothes, 10 men around him. They're in a prison shower, having a prison shower orgy. I worked in a jail for 10 years. I didn't see anyone having a prison shower orgy unless <laughs> they didn't want it to happen. <laughs> but that was insane. Insane. But the whole show was based around jesus and religion i kept saying everyone i see some type of thing going on i see the 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 symbolism which i couldn't get and everyone in the chat's like oh bill you're coming around you see the devil stuff you see this i'm like i don't really believe that but it's in my face Mm -hmm. in other award shows i've seen it also we saw them scissoring we saw them scissoring on stage stage. fallen angels and the masks at the halftime I mean, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. The Jesus, like, and then they have uh, the, the Norm, Normandy and Tayana. I don't even know who those are. Those people are, but they're the Jesus and the devil. So she's one girl strapped to the fucking. The, oh yeah. And they're doing like, they're like grinding on each other. Like yeah, it's a the other girl pole. jumps up on her and starts yeah. riding her face. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? So what you, what's the average age of people that watch the VMAs? Oh, I mean, that's what like I was telling Tom. If I had a if I had a kid who's wanting to watch that, what are they, 12? Yeah. Maybe. Who watches MTV anymore? I mean, yeah. Let's it's all kids. Watch. The only things they air on MTV, me and Bill went through the channel guide. It's literally just ridiculousness 
for like literally the show ridiculousness with people mm-hmm. falling down and hurting themselves for like 20 hours straight. Then catfish, which is obviously for kids, the t- teenage thing. And then they have pregnant teen mom. So the right. whole fucking demographic is like 13 to fucking 17 year old kids. And this is what they're fucking showing. So I'm trying to tell Bill Bob because Bill wanted some of the symbolism explained. So yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to explain. Well, some first, of here's the first thing. And this is the simplest thing. Um, B- Bill said, I don't know who the fuck these people are. Right. right. So that's important because what they're trying to do is sell you the new people that are going to be in charge of subverting your children. So we don't know who these fucking people are. The people are whoever they present to us. And so it's similar to where if you are, Bill, I don't know if you've ever done, been in fraternity or anything like that, whether it's a gang. All right, so you were prison system. You had to deal with a lot of gang stuff. So there's a lot of ritual stuff with gang stuff, you know, initiation processes, right? Um, if you're in a fraternity, they do hazing where they do public embarrassment. They make you do all kinds of weird rituals in order to get into their fraternity. So the same thing happens in these uh, satanic cults or just cults in general is that they have to do a public embarrassment. So whether you're wearing a fucking chair on your head or whether you have to do their, uh, you know, their sex magic on stage where you're sodomizing each other or grinding on each other and defacing God on a public spectrum, what bigger stage than on the VMAs? So generally speaking, when you hear these people for the first time on the VMAs, that's kind of like their initiation. Like their ritual. And, yeah. and the funny thing is, Bill, Bill, you seem to be, and, and I don't want anyone to mistake it, because as much as I'm going to attack you a lot in future shows, this is the first one. So I want to protect you a little bit from the mob. Even though, Bob, you remember Bill used to go into the Discord and just fucking talk shit. What do you call them, Bill? Yeah. The creepy creepos? Creepy, the creepy creepos. Uh, see, I love that. I think yeah, creepy I think- creepos. Yeah. I think we need that. Everybody need always say, needs, need needs to have their ideas challenged. And if, I love it. If, I'll give it to you on Sunday. So now Sunday, we have another award show. It's the Emmys Saturday night or Sunday night. Um, they keep going up against football, which is weird. I don't know. It's, it's strange. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to see again if it leads towards now. This is Emmys. So we're talking about not MTV. Right? We're talking right. about mainstream Channel 2, Channel 4, Channel 7, they're all be on the same channel. Let's see if there's any type of that symbolism mm-hmm. there of Jesus, the devil, stuff like that. So if we get to, if we get, which we will, um, if we get satanic symbolism at the Emmys, will you at least come on board? And this is where I say I'm going to protect you on this one show this one time, because I get mad when people think because I believe something, I believe everything, right? And I don't want you to fall into that, where you can believe in the Satanism through the celebrities and still think I'm batshit about the earth being a fucking the moon being a satellite and the earth and space being fake and gay, like Bob says, or Mm. fucking lizard people ruling the world. So I want people to understand you can be red pilled or believe in a conspiracy or, you know, truth thing without having to believe in all of it. So we're not Mm -hmm. trying to indoctrinate you bill into our whole world, but will you give me that if the Emmys are also pushing this Satanism that you will come on board with the celebrity ritualistic Satanism that they're pushing on the children. I will be 100% more open to hearing about it. Okay. So that's all we want, right, Bob? Here's what we can do. Yes. And here's what we can do. So now that, because before Bill wasn't looking for it, 
and right. and he saw it. And so this time Bill's going to look for it. So similar to where you guys are making predictions about sports, here are some things that you could look for, Bill. Um, just some common things. So you're already talking about the dichotomy of, uh, of you know, God Jesus and Satan. So a lot of times when they portray God and Jesus, it's more of like in a mocking sense. Um, so you talk about like the literal stuff with the devil horns. You may see some goat heads type activity. The color purple is very prevalent in the occult as well. So you'll see that and, and uh, purple kind of represents that same like enlightenment, but also it's a blending of red and blue, which and is royalty. also... Yeah, royalty. So you'll see the royalty aspect of it. But also to me, I think it's more of the androgynous aspect of it, blending the genders, the red and the blue into a purple. So there's there's a big element of the color purple. I saw it. Um, and this was a more discreet one that you might not even recognize, but maybe you will now. The Olivia Rodrigo, and she seems to be very popular. She's getting a lot of. Oh, yeah, did you know who she was before that, Bill? No, no idea. OK, see, that's no, it. And not to cut you off, Bob, but that's what Bob no. was talking about before. No. How if you look, I Olivia Rodrigo, yeah, Olivia Rodrigo, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they just made her a megastar. Billie Eilish just made her a megastar. Like these people literally were out for like three months. And then the award show is when they indoctrinated them. So, Bobby, go finish. What so, you're yeah. Saying. So here. So go back and watch the Olivia Rodrigo one, because it's not as in your face as the other one. But it starts out with these digital butterflies flying all over the screen. And so every time I see this a lot in children's movies, too, with the butterfly. And that has to do with uh, Project Monarch. And it's a mind control tactic that that was being implemented on a lot of people in Hollywood to uh, mind control them. And it's and they mind control the youth, the young. And so when you see the monarch butterfly, what it basically represents is this, you know, uh, a caterpillar. And by the way, Bill, things sound, think silence of the lambs, the butterfly. Yeah, silence silence of the lambs. Yeah. So butterfly or excuse me, a uh, caterpillar goes into a cocoon and reemerges as a butterfly. So the, the butterfly is the new life, the new awakening and the, the cocoon represents the, the monarch program, which is the mind control program. So you're seeing her introduction with butterflies. And then guess what the common theme is throughout the entire, uh, throughout the entire, uh, uh, performance is the color purple it's everywhere and so that's symbolic of enlightenment new life it's a sentiment like you were saying of royalty almost like a welcoming into this new club and then all of a sudden what she takes home a lot of these awards so maybe she's the next next billy eilish you know i'm not as in tune with pop culture as y'all are but that's just what i saw from my vantage point and the other thing yes. too look look for checkerboards too checkerboards are important so those are some yep. things we're at Bill hunting for on Sunday. She came yeah. out of nowhere, took down some of the biggest awards. And besides her, uh, little Nas X won the, the best award of the night, you know, the best. Right. And, he, and he just had a video sodomized, getting sodomized by the devil and then a, and a picture of him being pregnant. I mean, yeah, that guy is just insane. The whole award show was insane. I couldn't believe it. Uh, yeah. Love those things, but I've never seen anything like that. I would love to see if it carries over till Sunday night, mainstream. Actual what time does it start? We should have a watch party. I'm going to guess eight o'clock. We usually do. Yeah. We'll be in the discord. We'll be in the four deep bets discord. So come in there, Bob, because basically yeah. everything's done, but the football game. So we'll have a football game on and the awards on on the side. Okay. Yeah. Usually have the red carpet before and the red carpet after. And uh, how about the last thing here, Bill is Osaka because I was doing the whole Osaka prediction, Bob. And guess what? I was telling everyone, I'm like, yo, she's been mind controlled, dude. This girl's been fucked. She's been tortured. Something's going on. She's this quiet little girl. She's mixed race. She's young and she's talented. She's the perfect Illuminati target, right? Like they do with all the young <clears throat> mixed race, talented girls. And then all of a sudden me and Bill were even saying like, why the fuck is she living in Beverly Hills, right? Like mm. she's got social anxiety disorder and she moves to Beverly Hills. 
Like what tennis player lives in Beverly Hills? There's no tennis there. Like everyone lives mm-hmm. in Florida or Texas or fucking wherever they're from. And then all of a sudden she started breaking down. And that's when I realized the cabal got control of her. Probably my best call of my lifetime that she was going to retire this year. And she well, I, did. Be- I believe you when you say that she was going to break down, but I don't believe that you that she's being. You don't believe it's because she got fucked by a bunch no. of old Jewish guys no. in the basement. No. Right. Exactly. So so we're at least on the same page where. So she's what's getting- her deal? You said she retired. She quit tennis. Okay, yeah. it's weird you said that because I just watched a documentary last night about Andy Roddick's buddy Fish. I don't know if you guys are a big tennis guy. Some I don't even know his name. Look him up. But he was Andy Roddick's like rival, but also like his buddy. And he ended up winning the U.S. Open and competing against the Roger Federer's. And he had a very small amount of success, but he didn't seem like the guy that would tote the line. And then right before his biggest match at the U.S. Open, this is after he won all these big events, and he was supposed to play, I believe, Djokovic. It was either Djokovic or Federer, and he had a mental breakdown and didn't show up and then retired from tennis i mean dude i mean the the craziest part that got me with osaka was i was already victory lapping it and bill was like all right you were right that she retired but she didn't get butt fucked by harvey weinstein and those guys right so we were like fine i'm like listen happy medium like at least you're saying like something's up with her because he even came on like yeah her career's over she's done yeah but then the crazy thing was she came on to the interview with a venom mask Right. And we were like, what the bill's like, what the fuck is that mask? And I'm like, this is the innocent little hi, I'm Naomi Osaka going on with a venom mask. Then you go on her page. She's got a venom header on her page. And if you read up on venom, the character from the comics, venom is basically the dark form of Spider-Man that like embodies people's souls and morphs into them and takes control of their bodies. And it's like this whole fucking, like, kind of like a butterfly of the You're evil. You're supposed to take your adrenaline, right? Yeah, and, and the biggest thing we oh, were Jesus reading. Christ. Dude, Bobby, that would, dude, you have no idea. <laughs> I was reading up on Venom, right? Let me let me find this for you right now. So Venom, which Bill's is fe- I love it. Bill's feeding us intel. No, right because now. I was I was looking it up as Tommy yeah, was telling yeah. me about Venom, and I found that he takes the reason why you're dead tired. So when he leaves your body, yeah, rounds because he takes all the adrenaline out of your body. Wow. It leaves you as takes you a long time to regenerate. to get Yeah. Back. And then and, and we were talking and then I started talking about the adrenochrome because it's like, dude, you're literally telling me in Naomi Osaka. Uh, here we go. The parasites would endow their victim with enhanced physical abilities at the cost of fatally draining them of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. That's Venom's superpower. And she's wearing Venom masks everywhere and has Venom as the header on her Twitter. And she's the one that I predicted was taken over by the cabal and they took her soul and she sold her soul and now she's done. So mm. the adrenaline thing was something that, uh, Bill, where are you on adrenochrome before I let you go? What, what percentage? Uh, listen, I believe that it, that that did happen years ago. I believe I've, it's true. I've, I've read it. I've seen it that people used to do that, but I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how much it still happens. You got me a little bit on that one. That okay. one I'll go with you a little so, bit. So so we'll say that you're making some you're making some concessions and coming towards the middle on the celebrity satanic yes worship spot. Okay. The, we'll, the, we'll leave it there. Okay. Osaka, I just want to say she is I believe nothing what you're saying. I think she's 24 years old. She's growing into herself, she's becoming a woman. She was at that met thing the other day where she dressed up like she's Japanese like or whatever. Like a fucking Kill Bill superhero, yeah. Well, listen, she's, she's, she wants to explore. She wants to have fun. She doesn't want to play tennis right now. She wants to go out, live in Beverly Hills, be rich, have fun. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Hey, hey, baby steps, Bill. Maybe that's it. But Bill, Bill, we're proud of you. So, all right, you got a show to do. 
What are yes. you going to do now? Tell them what you're going Ruffin to do Rackets now. on the Discord. Uh, we talk about everything. I talk about the Emmys, all this stuff, sports. Um, Rackets is my co-host on the Discord. Uh, he's great at tennis. Come over there, 4dbets.com. Uh, you'll get in on it pretty soon. Hopefully, we'll be on YouTube and shit like that. But yeah. um, 5.30 to 6, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Real yeah. quick, what's up with that Dirty Bird Morton Anderson uh, Atlanta Falcons helmet you got behind you? I'm a Falcons fan. Wow. You're gonna have a long year, my man. Cool. Go order that Cooper jersey because we got That's a little another story. Going. We got a little bit story going. we got coming on for you guys. We okay. got to come. So, Bill, we're gonna want to report. We're gonna want to report in the next week or two after the Emmys. So, yeah, yeah, Sunday, Sunday night, we'll watch it. All right, get out of here. All right, guys. All right, All right good to see you, man. All right, follow Bill on Twitter uh, at Better Odds New Jersey. B E T T O R, uh, not Better with an E. Better with an O. Better Odds N J. Uh, he loves, loves attacking. Oh, sorry. Better odds underscore NJ. So yes. B-E-T-T-O-R-O-D-D-S underscore NJ. Uh, Bill will attack you. He will tell you to get vaccinated and get a job and mm-hmm. he will go after you. But the one thing about Bill is you can go at him and he's fine with it. So just prepare to be trolled by him as much as you troll him. All of the dates too. Just hey. keep giving me those dates, guys. Whenever <laughs> we're cutting down, the day we're locking in on Tom, Tommy's got a whole bunch of dates. I love them. Nothing he wants all the dates. Hey, Bill, I'm sitting in your favorite chair right now. Remember the lucky chair? I'm sitting in it right now. People were sending him money, those idiots. <laughs> this chair made me like a hundred bucks. People were sending him money. What idiots. Oh. <laughs> All right, Bill, get out of here. Go All do right, your guys. show. All right, All right. Bill looks good, man. Yeah, yeah, he lost some weight. He's wow. Like, tells me about it all the time. So we got Bill starting to get red pills. Bro, so that's we- how this shit happens, though. All it takes is one experience just to be like, okay, let me just kind of dig a little bit. All right, and now he's looking up Venom, and he's like, wow, that's an interesting He found the adrenochrome. Not me. Yeah. He found the adrenaline thing. Not me. He's yeah. like, dude, Venom, it's adrenaline. But uh, but listen, the bottom line is he's the type of person he's the type of person you need in your life. Right. And this to go back to we'll get to the rest of the show here. um, I have a lot of very liberal friends. Bill's not a liberal. He's a Trump voting conservative gun toting, you know, American. You can see he's a fucking troll at my door. I'll shoot you with a shotgun. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's Bill. But he disagrees with me on 98 percent of things. And you need those people around you because there have been some things where I've been pushing something and then I'll argue with them. And at the end of it, I'll be like, you know what? Maybe I need to come back towards the middle a little bit on this because that's a good point, right? Right. And I think that's the issue that me and you have with this movement on our side that we already know the left is fucking batshit. They're zombies. They've been bitten. They're crazy. Fucking I'm past it. Like they're behind me, right? But it's the people still around us that we need to start pushing away too. The ones that live in the echo chamber and don't see what's going on, Bob. So you need to have people. You need to have a bill. Yeah, everybody, you have to have a friend like Bill. One, somebody that's going to stick around you no matter how much you disagree. Um, I feel like the last five years, I've really figured out who my close friends are. Mm-hmm. You know, people that I thought were friends with me for a decade who are calling my job to get me fired because of yep. ideological disagreement. Or people that are completely on the opposite end of the end of the political spe- or spectrum, rather, you know, saying, hey, listen, dude, I listen, we were homies, you know, since grade school. I don't care. I, you know, you, you keep that to yourself. You've never personally offended me. We're best friends. And, you know, they invite you to your wedding or to their wedding. And, you know, I'm going to go see my friend who I haven't seen in a long time who on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I'm going to go to his wedding. We're going to have a really good time. And, and that's how it should be. So those are the friends you need, you know, not ones that just agree with you and, and are yes people. You know, yep. you need people also that will challenge you openly. Yeah. 
you yeah. know, I, I think I've always thought that that's really important. I agree. And I think that's one of the things we do better the most. And we get criticized the most from, uh, from people like, Oh, why are you friends with them? You know, I'm like, cause I'm friends with white people, black people, liberal people, gay people, straight people. I don't give a fuck who you are, or what you do. If you're cool, we'll chill. If you're not, we won't like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. Like, that's what it really and that's what's funny down. about it. Like a lot of my like black friends, it's it, they're They think the white liberals are crazy too. I've never been called racist by a black person in my entire life. No, 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 it's, no, always, no. White it's, always, it's always a white liberal that has never <laughs> met a black guy. That's uh, that's the fun, the funniest part of it. It's all the Orange County liberals <clears throat> that call everyone you, racist. You know, to get back to this tennis thing, it is weird because I just saw this documentary on Marty Fish, and it does make sense. Um, because he came back into tennis late in his career and just out of nowhere just started taking the world by storm, and he had this goal set: I want to get in the top eight to get to this world of tennis. And then the next year had a mental breakdown in the middle of the U.S. Open and just, and just quit tennis right right before his biggest match. And, and there, there's a lot of things. I mean, if there was any type of mind control, I'm not saying, uh, listen, there is, there is. I'm you're saying under there is. pressure all the time. You know, you could just say kind of what Bill's saying. Maybe he got tired, but it's just, there's a lot of, a lot of coincidences going on. I haven't dug on Marty Fish, but it's the typical story of two people. You have one person, Andy Roddick, who, who uh, rank and file, right? And, and it's almost like a, um, not like a Tanya Harding versus Nancy Kerrigan, because Tanya Harding was way more vain and jealous right. and actually sabotage Kerrigan but there was that rivalry of who's going to be mm -hmm. the number one and, yeah. it, and they actually faced each other um and this fish guy had two match points against Roddick Roddick ends up winning Roddick gets all the accolades Roddick you know gets the endorsements uh he's the next American darling he goes on all the late night shows and meanwhile this Marty Fish guy doesn't get shit um, and then later in his career all of a sudden boom just out of nowhere after Roddick has retired this guy just out of nowhere shoots to number one and then the next season implodes in the biggest event before the biggest tennis match decides yeah. to, to quit. I think it, that's interesting. It's very interesting. I mean, it's a lot of a uh, <clears throat> little lady Gaga, Lena Morgana, right? Yeah. Like that yeah. rivalry that who's going to be the one there's only room for one. Who's going to do what they need to do to get to the top type yep. thing. Um, I do want to talk about this Met Gala and AOC. I know Danny talked about it a little bit. I also want to talk about football for a second, not in the way you guys think stay cashing is for that. Uh, Bobby wanted to talk a little bit about the vaccination with the Saints and the and the Ravens and the hypocrisy in that. But this Met Gala is the funniest thing I ever seen. That yeah. fucking AOC is running around and attacks the rich dress in a forty thousand dollar dress for a thirty thousand dollar ticket, hanging out. And I posted something on my Twitter at Tommy G Returns, uh, which was a message, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, it was, and, and it's funny how we stumble on this shit, right, Bobby? Like you just mm -hmm. fucking run across it and you don't know how you got to it, but there was this dude, uh, hold on, let me find it here. Uh, I forget what his name is. He's famous. You guys probably know who his name, Jack something. What's his name? Um, let me see. I posted it on my Instagram. Sorry. Uh, his name is Jack Harlow. Uh, he's a white rapper. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Jack Harlow posted on Twitter. He was at the Met Gala and at the, all this shit. He posted on Twitter a conversation with him and Lil Nas X and it says Lil Nas X and it's Lil Nas X writing. Is this the Illuminati ritual? Right. And then Jack Harlow posted it, the screenshot of the message. And then you see Lil Nas X write delete in all caps. And then under right underneath the next one writes it again in all caps, delete it, oh, yeah. delete it NGGR. Right. And then you see the picture, which if you're on the, the YouTube, you can see it. 
So this is them in the bathroom with the fucking kid from Saturday Night Live. Obviously. I was about to say that guy, if you want to talk about an Illuminati puppet, that's the one right there. He's the one, right? So this yeah, is like the they got fangs on and top hats and shit. And the funny thing is, but here's the other thing, not to cut you off, but check this out. Uh, here, let me take a screenshot of it so that you guys can see it up front. We talk all, a lot about the monarch butterfly. So Lil Nas X, what is it, Montero? Well, yeah. I, I, I can look into that, but look, look what he has right next to it. Uh, can you see that? Yeah, the butterfly, butterfly yeah. right next to it. And, and so, you know, these are little things that, you know, may go unnoticed, but, you know, um, there's subtleties and then there's stuff that's right in your face. Yep. So, and that's and that's the funny thing. But why does he choose a butterfly? And then people are like, oh, well, they were probably joking, bro. That's what they do. They start with it as a joke. And then it gets to the point where they're so blatant about it that even Bill Rupp's fucking identifying. it. Yeah. Right. Not even notice this, but he's got devil horns in his uh, in his twitter profile like why like why go that route because the first thing is it's the same thing with the honeypot system that we always talk about so you honeypot all these kids into liking your old town road you go into the schools and you and you sing old town road uh to all the you know to grade schools and then you turn completely dark and now you have hundreds of millions of impressionable children impressionable children following i mean it's the same thing with fucking all of them lil nas x the second he came out, <clears throat> we came on the podcast when he did O-Town Road. We have a podcast where we said they're going to do something with this dude. Like mm -hmm. he united too many cultures in one song. You had oh, hip -hop, all of them. You had country. You had rock. You had everyone loved that song. I'm like, so they're going to use him as a puppet. And they did look at Britney Spears. Hit me, baby, one more time. Like something fun where they had her in a schoolgirl's outfit. Britney Spears really started that whole pedophile fucking run with her being 16 in a bra and her being cloned and weaponized. Uh, Katie now look, Perry, she's battling like 30 years later, trying to get yep. independence from her own family, you yep, know, because I mean, her like, family like, sold her to the cabal. So there is no yeah. family that owns her. The cabal owns her. That's right. what's really going on. Katy Perry started as a little pop girl, you know, and then went demonic. Taylor Swift started as a little fucking, oh my God, my boyfriend dumped me to now fucking talking all the satanic shit. Even Eminem. Hi, my name is right. And next thing you right. know, it's like I killed my mother, put her in the river. Like it, you don't even realize it, but they bring them all in. Billie Eilish, even when she started, they bring them all in poppy and then they go dark as fuck. Mm -hmm. And that's when, you know, they've been taken over and then they have the mental breakdowns at some point, And then they blame it on drugs. Mm -hmm. And then they go into rehabilitation facilities, which in my opinion is almost like a reprogramming. Yeah. To kind of like reboost it. Mm -hmm. You know, because I feel like that monarch stuff wears off. I think it happened with Kanye West when he went on his rant, uh, his famous rant, and then ended up in a psychiatric ward the next day. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, there's so many themes that are consistent. That's what I'm saying. Like, like in an isolate, you know, when you, when you talk about evidence, you need you need large clusters of data and there's enough data within you know pop culture to say that you know something's fucked with this you know but i mean people are realizing with bill in our chat um that it's a job to red pill people it's not just mm -hmm. shoving information in front of their face i've been red pilling bill on this fucking satanism because this was really my lane right this is what made me big like the tom hanks the satanism lady gaga fucking pedophilia the pictures on ellen's wall the celebrity satanistic pedophilia shit is what popped me off last summer right that's mm -hmm. the lane that i live in that's the lane that i love fighting with chrissy teigen and all that so this was my forte and the funny thing is bill's coming around and i'm like yo you called me bad shit a year ago with all but i stayed on him i stayed on him i stay i'm in a discord i stay out with chinese water torture i just keep hitting him and i keep telling everyone one day it's going to click one day he's going to see it one day something's going to happen and it's going to click and it just happened to be the vma awards on sunday that i wasn't even watching i didn't even mm -hmm. see it i wasn't even in the discord 
but it just shows you got to keep working on people. This isn't just fucking boom. Look at this. This is Satanism, you know, and expect them to just go, Oh my God, you're right. Right, you know? right, right. Cause at some point you didn't believe this shit and I didn't believe this shit either. And it's mm -hmm. a slow boil in the pot type situation until something hits home. And it just shows, I mean, seeing Bill come around on the Satanism shit, he said, just, he said he only believes it now because he saw it. And I go, then why right. didn't you read my threads? He goes, because that shit was stupid. I go, you would have seen it if you read my threads, but he just wasn't ready for it. And it's just like with anything, and I'm not saying it's an addiction, but like you, you have to look at subversion as, as almost like, uh, you know, some type of, I, I don't want to say disability or addiction, but, you know, Let's just call that. Let's just call that for the sake of this argument. Um, with addiction, um, you have to be. You know, everybody around you. You can do interventions. You can do anything. But when it really comes down to it, the person uh, who is has the addiction has to say, "I want to be saved. I want to be helped. I want to receive help." They have to want it themselves. It's or it like, has to get to a point where it's bad enough where they don't even want it. They need it. They need it. Yeah. Right. So it's one of the two. So, um, you know, with subversion, it's a hard one to crack because um, you have to admit a lot of things. One, you have to admit you're wrong. Two, um, you have to get rid of all those defense mechanisms that you have that are challenging your beliefs. Like like you can do you can do one of two things. You can take the safe route, which is just say, ah, you're you're a crazy person and stay in your safe lane or you can take the leap of faith and and realize that wow like a lot of the stuff that i believed for almost my entire life is bullshit you know and it's one of the two things and listen just like in the movie the matrix once you choose to unplug it's not the reality you that you want it to be you can't turn back but it's not glorious the food doesn't taste as good no. you know like it's it, it's a sobering experience but you become addicted to it right you know? Once. And that's the thing, like you, I guarantee you, I've watched every award show with Bill in the discord. Cause we got a lot of female subscribers, a lot of guys who like the fucking award shows and Bill loves them. So they just like hearing me and him announce over it. And he's usually talking about titties and I'm usually talking about Satanism. Right. Right. I think this is going to be the first one on Sunday where we're both talking about Satanism. We're so talking I'm about both. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Yeah, exactly. And titties, but definitely still going to talk about titties and asses. Yeah. But uh, I want to play this clip of Chappelle that you sent to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. that kind of ties into everything we're talking about here. We'll get out of here in a couple minutes, but let me just yep. play this real quick. Uh, let me know if you can hear this. I mean, I'm a conspiracy yep. theorist to a degree. Like when I connect dots that maybe shouldn't be connected, I don't know. But certain dots, like when I see that they put every black man in the movies in a dress at some point in their career, I'll be connecting them. They're like, wow, this brother's going to wear a dress. So, and this is from when, Bob? Mm -hmm. This was, gosh, I, this, this was old. Like right when he re reemerged from like his, 10 years ago, right? I, yeah, dude. Like right when he came back from Africa, went on Oprah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people know about this clip, but if you don't, um, it, it's Dave Chappelle talking on the Oprah Winfrey show. And, and she's just asking him about his career and what, what he thinks. And, and, and he made some pretty shocking revelations on the show. And this is the big one is, is we talk a lot about the feminization of male, especially the black male. Mm -hmm. And um, he, he found it strange that he's been asked to wear a dress. Uh, it seems like every single, uh, you know, prominent male actor, comedian ends up in a dress at some point. Um, there's another video that talks about Kevin Hart, about how he, you know, uh, ended up in a dress. Uh, you know, uh, you have all the, um, what's the Medea? Tyler Perry. Like, uh, shit, I forget that Medea's whatever. Big Mama's whatever. house. And yeah, Big Tyler Mama's Perry house. Movie. All the Tyler yeah, Perry. Yeah, Tyler movie. Perry. Yeah, they're I all. I said Calipari. I was like, Calipari. No, 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 Tyler Perry. About? Yeah, Tyler Perry. You know, so um, 
and now this ties into the reason why I wanted to play that today because it ties into like the Lil Nas X and the Russell Westbrook, you know, showing up in dresses as well. Cam um, Newton's been in a dress. Kyle Cam Kuzma's Newton. been in a fucking crop top. Kyle Kuzma. Dwayne Wade's kids were fucking, uh, you know, right. painting their nails, turning trans. Uh, Snoop Dogg's right. son went from a football documentary to posing in a dress on a magazine cover. Snoop Dogg was in a dress. Snoop Dogg was in a dress. I mean, all of them. Yeah. LeBron so, James I mean, is carrying a purse. It's the same shit that we're talking about. There's too many data points in this theory. Cause he said, you know, listen, I am a conspiracy theorist to an extent where he connects dots that, you know, are normally aren't connected. And I think this is a major dot. And I feel like, cause I mean, think about it. Dave Chappelle was sitting on the most popular show on comedy central. He was, he was the top of the world. Top yeah, of Chappelle the world. show was the number one show on television. Not even close. Yeah. He pissed off a lot of people with his content because but he, he couldn't, would, they couldn't stop him. Yeah, I think the Boulay came after him um, uh, because, um, you know, I feel like they were pissed off at the way he was portraying everybody, including mm -hmm. black people. Because, I mean, listen, it's self-deprecating humor. If you're going to make fun of race, you're going to make fun of every race, including your own stereotypes, which is what everybody liked. He, I, I think he got scared. I think he got offered what he was going to get offered, you know, and he didn't bite. He never put on that quote-unquote dress that we're talking about and then he fucking disappeared okay he did not he didn't just disappear to rural ohio he disappeared to africa africa the furthest point away from a lot of shit unless you end up in an oprah winfrey you know baby farm or some shit like that yeah. you know but that's how far he got away from it you know and a, a lot of people even speculate that, that he came clone. back he was a clone mm -hmm. you know because his it body type, like um, his body that, type's totally I different and let me let me finish playing a little bit of this here. Yeah. Listen to that pressure. I mean, what's so big about going so big about the dress? I mean, what's so big about wearing the dress to where the the director comes in there and is pressuring him into it? I mean, know? and that's the thing when they talk about the pressure, it's all built on pressure. It's all built on blackmail. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, uh, if you break down the word blackmail, it's blackmail. Mm -hmm. Whoa, yeah. I didn't even I didn't so even make that dive, correlation. Dive into that a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Oh. Producers comes, come on, David, would be so like I mean, and then I started thinking about it. 
comics that I've seen. Man, you know, strong brothers. Why are they putting us in these dresses? But the minute it was clear, I was adamant. I'm not wearing a dress. I'm not wearing the dress. All right. Fine. Think of something else. That comes back 10 minutes later. The whole new scene. How, damn, how did you write the scene so fast? <laughs> See, that's crazy, like, too. What's that? Yeah, that's crazy too. Think about it. He said they rewrote the scene that quick, which means they already they had, had it. Had like, just All right, he's not taking the fucking bait. Right. Yeah, we had that so back up already in. ready. Yeah, yeah and he, the funny thing is, and the funny thing is, should we play the rest? Is there anything in the last minute? Uh, I mean, you know, the, you see Oprah's face, like almost surprised, like why the fuck? Like it almost seems like she's like, this wasn't on the script for this. Right, show. you could see like Oprah's like, oh shit, like yeah. this is yeah. She's like, fuck, because um, she's like, I'm supposed to pretend like I don't know what's going on here, even though I'm one of the queen bitches Didn't, in this shit. Wasn't Oprah there wearing some fucking weird dress at the? V- I don't know. I saw some she's weird dress that Oprah was wearing recently, but I mean, like, like this, you know, because this ties into the West- Russell Westbrook shit, the Cam Newton shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Larry Johnson, and, uh, Larry Johnson talk track, I call it the emasculation of the of the alpha alpha American black male. Yeah, he needs to write a book on that. Is what he, he does, needs to man. Do. He does. Um, but and here's the other thing I wanted to say because Lamar Jackson, I think, is the exact opposite, and I think they're trying to get him to do a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was even reading like a lot of people, and I, I was listening to ESPN radio and Keyshawn and and some of these other guys were pressuring him, saying that like a lot of people are pissed because he wouldn't get the vaccine, and they were mm-hmm. attributing the Ravens' loss. He came out. He came out and gave props to Trump last year. Don't forget that. Yep. Yep. So he gave props to Trump. You know, apparently, I don't know if he's gotten the vaccine, but what I'm hearing is that no, he, he hasn't. hasn't. He hasn't. Um, and, uh, you know, Lamar Lamar w- didn't get drafted as high. He wasn't supposed to be the superstar that he is, right? He's, um, I he's, felt like, he's more he's, hood. He's got his own opinion. He just, It's going to take a lot to cuck him up. It's going to take a lot to cuck this dude. So, like, I'm listening to these pundits. I'm like, these fucking dudes, because they're using the vaccination uh, in sports. They're really pressuring these people. Like, I mean, they're even segregating people on the airplane. So we're back to the 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 pre-civil rights uh jim crow you know uh rosa parks on the back of the bus except now you know if, if you're anti-vax you know you're just sitting on the back of the plane or you know if you get the vid um and you're not vaccinated you know you have different protocols so yep. you know everybody in sports is saying oh this is a team sport do it for the team i mean think about what bill said he said get the vaccine get a job yep. right like you know, he's come from a sports mentality. Do it for the team. Do it yeah. for public. Do it for the safety. It's the same thing, but they're using sports as the means to push mandatory well, who are the Who are the second most influential African-American leaders? Because obviously, if you look at the fucking videos, uh, this dude, Chachki and all that, every commercial I see for the vaccine is all black and brown people. It's yeah. all Spanish and black people. They're trying. Well, they to, also have the lowest vaccination. Yeah, Afri- right well, now. that's the thing. Yeah. The reason they have the lowest vaccination rates is because the African-American community has been fucking test subjects for the Gates and Fauci families for the last 50 years in Africa. So right. they're not fucking stupid. They've seen the fact that they've tested all these other vaccines, AIDS vaccines and fucking all the other shit that they were doing. And we're killing motherfuckers in Africa and killing motherfuckers in the inner city. They've seen all this go on. And they're a little more woke from the sense of, no, no, man, I don't trust the government telling me to take anything like that. So they're actually more woke, believe it or not, than the fucking white liberal Americans. And who, what's the best way to get to them? Well, celebrities and athletes, right? Yeah. Like if you're from the inner city, like I, I was in jail. I mean, you can't go any darker than, <laughs> than federal prison. You know, when you're at a low point and you don't have money and you're in a bad spot and you're either in the hood or you're in a gang or you're in jail, like... I spent my whole time worshiping athletes for that period of time when I was in jail. It's all you had, right? Like it's, you had the TV, that was your escape. Like real life sucked. 
Like yeah. you got home and you fucking watch TV and you want to fucking be like, you know, you want to be a rapper. You want to be a basketball player. You want to be a football player. So they're taking control of the African-American athlete and pushing this agenda out. And the funniest thing, Bobby, is the New Orleans Saints, which I believe were the second highest vaccinated team in the NFL, right? The second highest vaccinated team in the entire NFL to the Atlanta Falcons, Bill's team, oddly enough. But the second highest vaccinated team had nine people, six coaches and three players, I believe, just a nutritionist, six coaches and a player, just get announced that they have been diagnosed with COVID today. And every single one of them was vaccinated. And every single report going on about the Saints is nine people have COVID and not a single motherfucking news source is saying, and all were vaccinated. But if one of those motherfuckers wasn't vaccinated or if all nine weren't, that'd be all over the place. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's all you'd hear. So it's it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. And it was scary when, because, because Joe Biden hasn't had fucking emotion, you know, about anything, including, you know, uh, Marines dying in Afghanistan. Um, and then all of a sudden with uh, this COVID shit, he it's the first time he, he sounded almost fascistic and Hitler-esque with his, uh, you know, saying that we're, our patience is running out yeah. about the unvaccinated. That, that was that was actually the first time where I was actually like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. he's, he's putting on that clown mask right now. Like, uh, this is this is getting really bad. We tried um, to be nice. We tried to bribe him. We tried to fucking do everything. My patience is running out with these people. Yeah. You know, once you get to there, it's like, oh, they're coming for us soon. Listen, people are being fired for comparing co- this this mandatory vaccine policy to uh, the, the Holocaust and what happened How's in Ger- Nazi Germany. But it's it has to start somewhere. How's it different? And the, there was a term. It's not different. There's a Same. term, a Nazi term that they used. And, it, and I, I don't remember the German word. I'll, I can pull it up. But the, the whole term was for your safety. And they did everything for your safety. They turn you against your own people for your safety. They control public health for your safety. They burn books for your safety. Okay. They said snitch on every single Jewish person that's living in your neighbor's house for your, for your safety. safety. They called them rats for your safety. It's the same fucking narrative. So like we really need to get past this, like, oh, don't compare this to the Holocaust. The not the two are not comparable. It is the Holocaust. I mean, at some point it will be start I mean, but dropping, it will be. <laughs> at the rate it's going that's where we're going it's I mean, a because, metaphorical holocaust. because what's well let me ask you this what's the next step they already said their patients are running out with the unvaccinated and the people that are speaking out they're whitewashing us from the internet they're not giving us a voice anymore if we keep speaking and keep refusing and keep resisting you want to know well, the next well, step the next step is they start putting us in camps here's the word and you have your gas chambers with yeah. the holocaust the, they're going to put us in vax chambers that's my yeah. word Vax chambers. I mean, it's quarantine camps, concentration camps, vax chambers. See that camps are the next, you know, maybe that's 10 years from now. Maybe it's 10. Well, they're already doing it in Australia. Australia is the guinea pig. Right. Maybe it's five years from now. Maybe it's five weeks from now. Who knows when the fuck it is. But if you don't see that that's the inevitable outcome, they're already getting frustrated that their agenda isn't working. People aren't, you know, caving as easily as they thought they would. So the next thing is take the Tommy G's, take the, take the Bob's lessons, takes the, take the people who are really, you know, leading this charge to get these people to fucking wake up and just fucking burn them. I mean, they killed four of Kevin Spacey's accusers just to make sure he didn't get a fucking 
sex charge. You think they won't kill us just to make sure their agenda keeps getting pushed? Of course. And, so. and that's why this Norm McDonald thing's so weird. You want to talk about somebody that never wore a dress, dude, like, like metaphorically speaking, you know. That's going to be our new term. Right. Yeah, he never put the dress on. Norm McDonald never put the dress on. They tried to take, give him the Trump bait, and he never took it. You know, they were like, you know, what do you think about Trump? And he was like, dude, Trump's Trump's a funny dude. They're like, what do you think about people impersonating Trump? They're like, listen, this is a, he goes, this is a time for bad comedians because it's easy to make fun of Trump. And he was like, but the people that are impersonating him don't like him. And the whole point of impersonating somebody is you have to like the person you impersonate because he Mimicry. always impersonated. What was David it? Mimicry is the biggest form of. Flattery, what is it? Yeah, the biggest form of flattery. You can't impersonate Donald Trump when you have resentment because that's going to come out in your act. So he never took the bait. And if you go way back into the 90s, dude, they asked him like during the Clinton Bush election who he's going to vote for. This was, uh, I don't know if it was Barbara Walters. I always forget the, the, the bitch that's on the view that's been on there for 30 years, whatever her name is. And so uh, he goes that he said he's starting to like this Bush guy because he goes, I don't know if you heard about this, but Clinton killed the guy. <laughs> everybody's like, oh, what? what? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all didn't hear about this? Clinton killed a guy. And, you know, um, it was part bit. But the great thing about what Norm McDonald's does is he plays to the crowd. He doesn't care if he pisses off the people no. that he's in front of. You know, he understands the the full spectrum of his audience, but he was talking about the Clintons in the in the fucking 90s. And he never took the bait on any of this shit. He never wore the dress. He ended up getting um, uh, he ended up, believe it or not, 25 years later, having to go with his tail tuck between the legs on the on the view because of what he said about like a handicapped person, like something about I think it was something either about mental retardation or some shit, but he had to go on the, the view and apologize. And he looked like deer in the headlights. Cause he was like, Holy fuck. Yeah. They're trying to do the same thing to me what they're doing with this other comedians. And now like, you know, in the time of COVID, I didn't know he was battling cancer for nine years. No Nobody one, knew nobody about knew. it. And, and he quietly goes into the night. Um, that's scary for me, especially considering Patrice O'Neill, who is one of my favorite comedians, another one who never put on a dress. Um, he was the uh, op- him and Kevin Hart were coming up at the same time. Kevin Hart put on the dress. Patrice O'Neill didn't. Kevin Hart's making millions. Patrice O'Neill died of, of diabetes. Dead. Yeah. Yep. So. And then you got to wonder about the cancer thing. Who has cancer for nine years and no one knows about it? No. Yeah. But uh, by the way, did you see my new uh, touchdown touchdown? Yeah, book? <laughs> I saw that. His touchdown Buddha. I got a couple Buddhas in here. This is, and I'm not religious in that respect. I just like him. I rub his belly for good luck. So, yeah. That's and then you're going to throw it. You're going to throw it through a fucking wall. Like, when you... <laughs> yeah. It's heavy too. I'm going to right through the teeth. I, I did, you know, for people that are listening, I don't, I can't tell many times I would go into Tommy's room like this when we were kids. Uh, so, uh, I, I'm bringing up Barry Sanders because I just watched a documentary on uh-huh. him too. Um, you had a poster of Barry Sanders mm-hmm. and, and one, and Barry Sanders. Uh, what was it 1995 96 so i was like 12 13 um barry sanders had a 2000 yard rushing year uh and the final game was against the jets and we were going to go to the playoffs if we win mm-hmm. uh going into halftime barry sanders had like 30 yards and then goes off for 200 yards like in the second half to go over 2000 yards for the season so i go into tommy's room like a month later he has a knife stabbed through the helmet of his Barry Sanders poster, just sitting in his fucking room. That I just had this vision of you during the second half of the Jets Lions game, just taking a knife from your mom's drawer and just stabbing Barry Sanders. Yeah. So there's a knife sticking out of the wall. I know, just I left it there. Yeah, just left. I mean, it, it was now it's now part of the poster forever. That was it. <laughs> just like the uh, Mark Gastineau 
poster when he was in the little cloth. And I Look, and here's the deal. I would be hypocritical if um, I didn't point out my own temper flaws. I have six Nintendo controllers on my table right now. And here's why I'll show you. Um, I break Nintendo <laughs> controllers uh, playing a stupid game of Tetris. I've thrown them against the wall. Um, I actually purchased six controllers to, um, you know, under the uh, prediction that well, at I least, was going to start breaking them. At least you're, you're, uh, you're aware of your faults and you're planning ahead. Yeah, I was planning ahead. I was like, uh, I I'm going to break these during competition. I just uh, so smashed if, one of those uh, bricks that you charge your app Mac with, you know, the yeah. brick charger. I smashed that against the wall. It's gone. So I needed to get a new one. Just got a new yeah. one. That's I've actually fun. taught um, Ashley how to smash things. So we had this TV that was. There's an working. art to it. There's an art yeah, to smashing art things and making sure to avoid the televisions and the really fancy stuff. And, you know, sometimes yeah. you get a little out of sorts, but there's really an art to smashing things. I mean, when I throw things, I take into consideration the price. So, but the, here's the thing you can't throw soft shit. No, but there has to be that like plastic on wall, plastic on metal. Got it. It's got it. To it's that. got it. So there's a fine line between complete remorseful regret, like when you go through a TV with a remote. Yeah. And just enough that it's like when you're done, you go, fuck, why did I do that? You got to have right. that little bit of fuck, I shouldn't have done that, or mm. you're going to stay mad. So right. if you just take like an, a charger that yes. doesn't, a charger that doesn't work and yeah. throw it against the wall, it does nothing. You're still for mad. You. But if you take your remote, and throw it against the wall. You're like, fuck. Now I might have to get. Now I got to order one off Amazon. Right. Yeah. You need to have. You need that pulls you out. So, ladies. What's great about this controller, and if you're listening, uh, you know that uh, any type of controller has a cord attached to it. Mm -hmm. You can use this as almost like you can swing it right up yeah. in the air like this, which allows you, as you use it as a projectile or slam it down, to have exponentially higher force as it's hitting whatever the surface is. So I mean, if you want to, just buy a bunch of cheap controllers and just use them as, yeah. as uh, projectiles when you're pissed off. Bobby, that's our, and, and that's right. That's what we're going to wrap with. We're going to wrap with our, uh, our remote and controller. So Bobby prefers breaking controllers. I prefer breaking remotes, uh, but we are in the same family. But uh, anyway, Bob, I think we're under two hours or at least flirting with it right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. thought that went well. We're going to have a lot more stuff coming on for you guys. So like we said, go check out nomercypodcast.com. Drop your email. The site's already built. Uh, the, the merch shop is already up. Like everything's already there. We'll fill you in on the details. Why it was a little bit of a delay later on. But uh, everything's already built. Everything's already up. Uh, Tommy G and Bob's Lessons Production. We will be fucking rocking it over there. It will continue to evolve. Um, prepare for, I mean... Listen, I'd say October 1st, but I think it's actually going to be sooner than that. I think it's actually going to be in the next week. So I uh, wanted to get through the first two weeks of NFL. Obviously, that's, you know, big time for me where I'm slammed. Now we're in a rhythm. The shows are in a rhythm. Uh, but you're going to get a lot more of me, Bobby, Danny, Bill, uh, and the whole crew. You know, James R., Mike Romanelli, you know, all the guys. You know, we're going to bring the whole Pixie, Rain. Like, we're going to we're going to bring the band back together in a very comfortable environment without the fucking shitheads and pieces of garbage. So, uh Final words for you, Mr. Lessons. No, I just, um, I'm excited about it because uh, I feel like we can get back to what we were doing. And we said this uh, a couple podcasts ago, get back to what we're doing and what made us popular and fun for everybody. Um, you know, it's the mixture of the entertainment, the bullshitting, the information, but also making it, like we said, sexy, relevant and appealing. Um, I don't want to say mainstreaming it, but, um, you know, that that's making kind of bringing... Yeah, making it fun. That, that's kind of always been our philosophy. And, you know, the, like we always said, we never invented this stuff. We made it fun. We made it sexy. So that's what our brand is. And so I want to surround myself with people that 
one are fun and entertaining and two are intellectually honest and aren't afraid to admit that they're wrong when uh they miss the mark and and so that way you don't get buried under your uh confirmation bias and get buried under your cognitive dissonance but th- i had fun man and listen dude bill were up that's that was a that was a good little segment so yeah. i'd love to have him back um you know it it, there's two things that that help with the bill rub one he challenges you and two it's almost like a canvas to paint with mm-hmm. you know to kind of say like here bill you know here's what you blank can, slate right a blank slate yeah yeah and the funny thing is that wasn't nothing guys that was us yeah. that was us easing them in you're gonna see bill rub light fire um but no i thought the show went great i thought the first five minutes of danny we got to yell at him for in the last 15 were phenomenal i just love it how like i, I you know i asked him to with elaborate him. on a facebook message and and he just says it's self-explanatory oh he's a slow starter he's like that horse that's uh that's slow out of the gate he's a slow starter <laughs> that is such a good analogy slow starter he was, but you see what he got going he was like secretariat yeah i mean jesus christ he went, went nuts so all right guys uh go follow us on instagram twitter uh youtube yeah. the whole nine subscribe like push the like button push the subscribe button uh but go follow me on twitter at tommy g returns on instagram at tommy g returns two at four deep media and at Bob's Lessons. Go follow all those accounts on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to like us, subscribe, and we got a lot of big shit coming for you guys. So for Bobby, for Danny, for Bill, for all the mercenaries out there, good luck. Stay questioning, motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't, ain't, ain't no mercy, ain't, ain't, ain't no mercy. Huh.